You good, Camille? You good, Camille? Ah, uh, <laughs> what's up, y'all? <laughs> the guys are back in the studio. I'm out of office, so we don't have Eric running point this week. We have a lot to talk about, so we ain't gonna hold you up. Let's just get right into the show. Welcome to episode 250 of Technical Foul Podcast, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And this your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. ass catcher, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. Dog, why did he just go up like six octaves? (laughs) I am happy to be back. Like he was talking loud in the studio before we started recording and just started yelling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All the energy, everything is just, I'm here. Hello. Anyways, uh, I'm the Eric J. Only, Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille Poingard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The, the gentleman. gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 20 calls? Oh, you threw me off, Nick. Twenty. We better notice, K. Diddy. Take that. Take that. All right. Sports fact of the week: May twenty second, two thousand and three, in Fort Worth, Texas, Annika Sorenstam became the first woman to play a PGA Tour event in fifty eight years. Mm. Hey, that's what's up. So, shout out to her. Shout out um, for sure. She was Big dominating women's golf for like five years. Like, I think uh, right, okay. Mon- her and Monica Sellis, right? That's tennis. Oh, shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's too early for this shit. Hey, man. That's what I'm we, saying. We got to pace yourself. <laughs> you got to make up. You got a few more bells to catch uh, The man of the hour. For sure. All right. Uh, the game that needs an... Actually, no. We go to uh, TGN stuff first. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Make sure that y'all check out Tech File Overtime. It is our second weekly show. You can catch that show every Thursday live at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Episode is only available on the Good News Radio app, so make sure y'all download that app or on our YouTube page, Technical File Podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe to the page, Again, mm-hmm. overtime is the show you can only get in those two places. You cannot get them on your typical podcasting, you know, methods like how you hear it, this show. So make sure y'all go so- show some support. Get your double dose of tech file. Nowhere. Double dose. Double dose. <laughs> I can tell y'all barely listening. Because, <laughs> like, the things that y'all repeat. Tim added nothing to because what I Because I was, was going to say nowhere I, else, I, but I, I just left it at nowhere. I ain't know what. I guess the one is the same, but boy. I was a little played oh, on oh, nowhere shit. else, but I, I had to let you finish. Oh, and I'm going to go interrupt you like Kanye. Oh, 
Is the vodka twins there tonight? No. Uh, no, it's just, it's just, just, just the twins. It's the twins. A twins. This boy is. Nice, y'all. Okay. Yeah, he just he sprung that on us uh, last minute in the pre-show. <laughs> All right, the game that needs a name. We have two options. Um, unless oh, y'all shit. actually did your homework this oh, week. Oh shit! Uh, um, no, show. I, I ain't do my homework. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. Don't give me the line. You tell me what you got, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you one. This got uh, sports movies mm-hmm. okay. and Olympic sports. Huh? I like Olympic sports. <sighs> um, uh, let's do sport movies. Damn no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. Sport movies, bro. That's gonna be in some shit. Yeah, I know. Whew. I might have a chance this week. Is you? No, hell no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I only got four. They, hey, y'all picked the four first round. I'm out. <laughs> Damn. So sports movies. Yeah, you cool with that, Camille? Good for me. Okay. Sure. All right, okay. Uh, let's just go and take order since Camille's not here. And but that works. All right, y'all ready? Yep. Yep. Angels in the outfield. Teen Wolf. Rocky one. Oh, Rudy. Rocky two. Rocky three. <laughs> Rocky four. <laughs> Creed. Y'all motherfuckers. Creed two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rocky five. Space Jam. Oh, uh, Field of Dreams. Rocky forever. This nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it, what is that? No, I think is so. That I, I think so. Hold on, we got great. great Brief pause. Ain't no pause. Man. Hey, 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 we gotta look up Rocky Forever. Space no, Jam, bro. a new legacy. Um, he got game. Damn. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this nigga. I'm out too. Then. God damn. Uh, Major League. Mighty Ducks. Major League Two. <laughs> uh, white man can't jump. Damn. Mighty Ducks Two. Damn. I'm up. Could just say Mighty Ducks three. Um, but hey, I win. <clears throat> I couldn't remember if it was a third one or not. Make I thought it, it really was a exactly. Rocky Forever. Making a movie. <laughs> Rocky for life. Everybody listening like that. Hey, everybody Google at the same time. Like, is that a real movie? Hey, it could be shit. They can make so many of them. <laughs> That's what it was. He was in Creed too, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he was Rocky, though, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the coach. This man said, but he was Rocky, Rocky forever. Though. I'm pretty sure he was a coach. He was Rocky the coach <laughs> in Creed. Yes, he was in Creed. Rocky forever. Nah, bro. Get the- <laughs> <laughs> You're probably thinking of Rocky Balboa. Like, that was actually a movie. Hold on. What's the last Rocky? Because it was Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Was it Balboa? I think Rocky Five was Rocky Balboa. No, Rocky Five was different. Rocky Six would have been Balboa. No, Rocky Balboa was the one I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Shit, they might as well call it Rocky Forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the topic discussion. <laughs> All right, so uh, we don't have any background movies. Oh, we do have. Hey. <laughs> Surprise myself. Um,. So, as we record, the NBA Draft Lottery is getting underway. It's upon us. Yep. Uh, so, Houston, Orlando, Detroit, and Oklahoma City each have a 14% chance at the number one pick. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, they draw for the top four picks, so we'll find out if uh, whose fortunes are going to change tonight. Uh, projected top picks include Chet Holmgren from uh, Gonzaga, uh, Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn and uh, Paulo Bancaro from Duke. Oh, it's not Bancaro? It's Bancaro. Looks like Bancaro, but yes, it's Bancaro. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jay Nivey, though. That motherfucker cold. 
He yeah. hooped like um like Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I like it. Oh, I wish we could get somebody like him. Well, I mean, the Bucks had to suck this year for them to be in that I know. Position. We don't want to suck. Exactly. False. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so of the teams that I named or anybody else that's in the lottery, who who do you guys hope gets the number one pick? Like, who do you think most needs it? Hmm. I hope it ain't the Thunder. Oh, shit. I wouldn't be surprised. They got a 30 of them. No, they was playing your cousin down the street by the end of the season. No, I don't want them to win a lottery on principle. Uh, yeah, but I don't want nobody to end up in Detroit like that either, though. I'd rather Detroit. At least they was hooping last year. Shit, I don't want to see no motherfucker like that in in our division. In the Send D. them somewhere else. In the D. Fam. Don't be, don't be scared now. Hey, listen, again, got, I don't want to get terrorized. You got Giannis, fam. Like, you right. We do. Right. <laughs> but, hey, listen, I don't want to get terrorized by no damn body for 18 damn years or whatever they want to play and shit like that. Because who knows? Like who that. knows? They like could. Hey, how long LeBron been playing? That's LeBron. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's LeBron. Hey, it, it can happen. Motherfuckers play for a long time. I don't want to get... Yeah. Yeah. Again, you got Giannis, fam. Like, what you... Scared money don't make money. And sorry, I, I, I did miss, misspeak. Houston, Orlando, and Detroit all have 14% chance. Oklahoma City has 12 and a half. Hmm. Orlando. I wouldn't mind Orlando getting number one. And then yeah, Houston, number two. Detroit, three. And OKC, four. Okay. Like she said, so, on principle. <clears throat> wait. By your logic, you don't want Detroit to get them because they in the division and we see them four times a year. But divisions don't really matter in the NBA. And we still would see... Orlando four times, times a year. Hey, listen, so why wouldn't that's too, that's too much. be your number one? That's too much. You going too detailed. Mm-mm. That's what you said. Though. <laughs> that's too much. That's too much. I just don't want to see him in our division. That's all I gotta say about it. The divisions don't even matter, fam. It's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ken, what, what do you think? Who you want to see get number one pick? Um, I actually want to see um Houston. I want to see Houston get the number. And what you want that? Put them with the young cats. The other young cats. Yeah. Turn them to a nice young. They have a nice uh, young core now. Green and Porter. Yeah, mm-hmm. just add another piece to that. That'd be dope. See where it go. What would they need though? Point guard or what? Yeah, they need a point guard because they tried that with Jalen Green. They ain't... I mean, I think <laughs> at the end of the day, Jalen Green, whether he's a point guard or not, like I think he's gonna wind up being their ball dominant guy. Yeah. So, bringing another point guard in there, I mean, first of all, there really isn't a point guard to top of the drive anyway. Yeah. Um, I said Ivy. He's more, he's more of a two. He's more of an offense. Yeah, he definitely is too. Uh, but yeah, so like I, I think that any of these teams really, obviously, could use it. Like they're at the top of the draft for a reason. But mm-hmm. um, you know, tanking aside, <laughs> I do like what Oklahoma City is building. Like they have a team full of like really young guys that are athletic, long as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> like imagining Chet Holmgren going to that team, like. You know, Thon Maker called the Bucks team all length when he got drafted. <laughs> like this team really will be all length. Like him, Shea, Giddy, uh, Baisley, uh, Pokashevsky, like all like they got a whole bunch of tall, skinny dudes. They need a point guard. Again, like Shea is their ball dominant guy. And Josh Giddy do a real good, real good that job too. of facilitating. So you just kind of undercut your whole point. No, no, because they still use a good point guard. <laughs> like, none of their really good players are, like, point guards. So, like, I did mention Bancaro, uh, Holmgren, and Smith as, like, the top three, pretty much. You can mm-hmm. probably slide Jaden Ivey in there. 
the fourth guy mm-hmm. um, of those guys who would you personally take number one or did you watch enough college basketball to really have an opinion I watched enough I feel like to give a give a little bit of an opinion um, I don't think Chet got enough weight yet but I like his I like his game but I, I, I would probably say Benchero oh Benchero yeah that's my pick too because he seems the most NBA ready out of everybody. Like all around. He's built, yeah. Two-way. Mentally. Rebounding. Yeah. I agree. But I like Jabari Smith, though. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really like Jabari Smith. Like, that's why I bet Auburn to win for the uh, tournament. Because Jabari's nice. But I don't want it to be like Jabari 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't really play all that similar. Like, Jabari Smith is a shooter. Um, and he actually doesn't have much off-the-bounce game. Like, enough for a guy that's like 6'10 and 2 whatever but like not to where like Jabari can handle the ball like get to the basket mm. cut don't don't people you know what I mean like that was Jabari's whole game whereas Smith that was Jabari Parker's whole game Jabari Smith is more of a, a shooter perimeter like, based know, more perimeter based yeah mm-hmm. fair enough fair. will you have any opinion on the matter no nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right so like i said the festivities are getting underway like they haven't even walked the people out to the uh dais yet so uh we'll be checking in on the draft lottery proceedings as we go on but uh we can pivot on to the nba playoffs playoffs, uh, playoffs? wait 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 i'm sorry real quick can i give a maximum chaos okay answer right. um Sorry, Ken, but wouldn't it be ironic if the Lakers actually got the number one draft pick in this draft <laughs> and just had to up. watch it go? It goes to the Pelicans. Right? Yeah, the that's Pelicans. what I was like. No, oh, I don't want that shit. <laughs> Fuck them. That would suck. Because, they got Brad Eagle. Fuck them. Was, but but here's the thing: it adds so much more context to the trade. Like I've I've just been very curious about what this pick was going to end up being. Mm-hmm. So like. If it's number one draft pick and the Lakers have like, whew. So right now they're slated to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So most likely they'll wind up at eight. That's where their highest odds are. 35% chance for it to be the eighth pick, 32% to be the ninth pick. Mm-hmm. But they also have a six through 7% chance of getting one of the top four picks. Hmm. Hmm. Y'all still may end up with a really good player. What? Possibly. Who is y'all? It ain't no <laughs> wiggle. Either way, they don't <laughs> get the pick. Right. 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 Damn. Ring the bell, please. That would be the icing <laughs> on the proverbial cake. No, nah, bro. That's that bull. Damn. They're getting the balls ready. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but yes, that would be maximum chaos, and I'm here for it. No. Nobody wants to see that. No, no, I would see that shit. So, the, that is would, it, is bro. It lottery, it's lottery protected. No, it's not lottery. No, protected. fam. Like, it, it just goes to the Pelicans. Oh, it's just straight up? Yes, it's Damn. unprotected. Damn. The only way it's like it you on a Friday night. It's unprotected. Hey. hey. I know it too, all too well. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Camille. The saying? only way it wouldn't go to the Pelicans is if it was 11 or lower, then it would go to uh, the Grizzlies. Okay. Oh damn! No matter what, y'all ain't got y'all pick, huh? No, that's what we said. <laughs> we'll. That's a wrap, bro. Hey, actually, I don't even, like. What are the chances of it even falling past eleven? Like next to none. 
So I mean, it can happen. It's, it's a 0.3% chance that it falls to 11. Next to none? Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You say it goes to Memphis in that case? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They don't need no more picks. Um, <clears throat> anything else on the draft lottery? No, that's all I had. They are introducing people now. Dave is up on the dais. Mm. I ain't got nothing really to say about that, but it looks like they interviewed him. I mean, Dame was, he had a little bit to say about Actually, that. Actually, I guess I was going to say, like, Camille, you have some, some Dame thoughts that you wanted to share. Do you want to get them off now? Oh, we, well, it's going to come up naturally in the conversation. Okay. That's going to be hard. What? Too? No, for sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, so like I said, we'll, we'll check back in periodically with the draft lottery as they start announcing teams. Um, but in the meantime, we'll go to the Western Conference semifinals um, where we saw the Dallas Mavericks defeat the Phoenix Suns uh, four games to three, including a, what, 39-point victory in game seven? Thrashing. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they got thrashed, bro. You know how red They got assaulted. Did, uh, you know, Debo did red. <laughs> 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 and then pops popped out so pops so what i was thinking mm -hmm. is debo was oh. luca okay pops was cp3 and red was devin booker because <laughs> when cp3 came up he asked him do you want some of this two old man he said no then both of them <laughs> niggas had 11 <laughs> points <laughs> Neither one of them was ready for that game seven. Now, we, again, this is pot calling kettle black. Well, actually, we came a little bit more prepared. But still, the motherfuckers only had, what, 30 points at half? 27. Man, God damn. Was, Luca, was Luca like, had 27 at half. Exactly. <laughs> like, Luca was ridiculous, bro. Like, he took that game personal, bro. And he, he barely like, played the fourth. I'm busting y'all ass. <laughs> <laughs> Drop Cam Johnson like, damn, Cam. Oh, the, the Pacers have a, a woman assistant general manager? And they got a 10% chance at the number one? Okay. That's cool. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, uh, back to game seven. Um, that was work. That was terrible. That was terrible. Like, they, they just said, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. Like, how you only have... You got... Oh, my God. Less than 30 at half? Okay. So, I know how y'all feel about Jason Kidd. Right. But do you? How much credit do we give Jason Kidd? Like, do, does he get? Does he deserve more credit for he being made the coach? I'll, I'll start this off because yep. I've been the I've been the hardest on Jason Kidd for good reason. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't walk back anything that I said. Mm -hmm. I will give him credit um, because the way that this team, the way that this team that he has this team defending is amazing. Like, I would say they have like maybe three players I would say are like. Defenders. Good defenders <laughs> on that yeah. team. And, uh, like, yes, their offense was kind of humming, but it was more so, like, limiting what Phoenix was doing, especially in that game seven. Yeah. Um, like, 27 points at half, like, that's not – you don't do that by accident. Mm -mm. So, they was like, on Booker ass. <laughs> all, all types of respect for Jason Kidd, Sean Sweeney, and that coaching staff. <clears throat> Guys? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, the Kings hop to the top four. Oh, yeah, we're just starting. So, 14th pick goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jesus. The 13th pick goes to the Charlotte Hornets. <clears throat> okay. Who is that? Who is this? <laughs> PJ Washington. I thought that was Quavo. <laughs> the 12th pick goes to the Oklahoma Sunny. Damn, they dropped out of the top. No, oh, no, no, no. The they had a million picks. That's, that's right. the Clippers pick. Somebody getting a call. No, I think I'm my shit off. 
Number 11 goes to the New York Knicks. Another year, no number one pick for the Knicks. <laughs> Salty. My man's like, okay, okay. Look at this one. The 10th pick goes to the Washington Wizards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My <man is> straight <laughs> face. I fucked that pick. The ninth pick goes to San Antonio Spurs. Mm. Oh, hey, what up, David? The Admiral. <laughs> the eighth pick goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. So that's the Lakers pick. Mm. So y'all only gave up the eighth pick, Ken. Only the eighth <laughs> pick. Seventh pick goes to Portland. Okay. The Portland Trailblazers. Do you think they trade it? Dame like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sixth pick goes to. As Camille mentioned, the Kings do move into the top four. Ooh. Indiana Pacers. Okay. Indiana Pacers have the sixth pick. And the fifth pick goes to. Drum roll, please. I didn't mean literally. The Detroit Pistons. Ooh, they dropped out the top. Oh, it's all the way to okay, okay. All the way to five. So the top four. Ooh. Picks go to Sacramento Kings, Oklahoma City Thunder, Houston Rockets, and Orlando Magic. Okay. Who is number one? I hope it's not the Kings. Well, whoever, I'm not going to. They they need it too, truth be told. (laughs) They can't do nothing right. I was going to say, like, whoever they pick is going to be a bust. So, no, you know. don't say that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying, like, they had a top five that included uh, DeAndre Ayton, yeah. Luka Doncic, uh-huh. Trey Young, Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had the second pick, and they wind up with Marvin Bagley. Like, damn. That's some shit only the Kings could do. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kind of sucks, bro. Anywho, uh, so I, I mean, do anybody want to change their pick for who they want to get number one now? No, still Houston. Yeah, yeah, still Houston. But I mean, yeah, congrats I to the Kings. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would be the funniest outcome? The Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, they, they need it. Like maybe things will turn around for him. Maybe this pick will help him out. I mean, what they'll trade that that player when he was really good for another All-Star. Hey, maybe they pick uh, Jay Nivey and then they let Dante walk and he come back home. Mm. 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 Dante don't want to be there no more at all. Dante, like, get me out. Um, shout out to Dante DiVincenzo. Um, anything else on Dallas Phoenix? I was actually surprised how like you said, the defense, like, there's nobody, like, we, when we talk about Dallas, nobody really brings up the defense. Even when we reviewed and previewed them, like, we was like, oh, man, their offense might be decent, this and the third. Like, mm-hmm. through Luka, you know, they got the spot-up shooters. Jalen yeah. Brunson can do his thing and shit, but, I mean, they was on, we all know that Devin Booker don't like double teams already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they was blitzing the shit out of them, bro. Like, they're like, no, you gets nothing, sir. We're gonna let everybody else play. You and Chris don't get nothing. Is it was a master class. It, I'll give it up to Kid too. Like, yay. Congratulations, bro. You you went to the You took Luca to the uh Western Conference final again. Cause he he ain't gotta play the Clippers this time. <laughs> so who knows? They they might have a shot. They might have a shot, but it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. Okay. So I'll save the rest of the Dallas talk for previewing their series with Golden State. 
um, on Phoenix. Like it seems like they are kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. you have most notably DeAndre Aiden apparently either refused to check back into the game or mm. had a verbal altercation with Monty Williams and Monty didn't put him back into the game. Mm-hmm. Either way, he was benched for the final quarter plus of the game, which, I mean, it was like a 50-point game at that point. Right? Yeah. He didn't need to be out there anyway. So. Yeah. But it's more indicative of where he is with the organization at this point because if you remember, he did not sign, they did not re-sign him to um, the max contract extension that he wanted going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been a point of contention amongst the Suns all season. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw the actual video. Okay. Um, so, like, there's the, the Aiden issue. Then you have, like, this team that was pretty much a juggernaut throughout the entire regular season, won 64, I believe, games. 18-game um, winning streak. Like, they were just, like, killing everybody in the league, and then they flame out mm-hmm. in horrible fashion in a second-round series that they were overwhelmingly favored to, to win. So, like, where does Phoenix go from here? It's a good question. Keep in mind, 37-year-old Chris Paul, they mm-hmm. still have Devin Booker. They they did sign Bridges to his contract extension. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think uh, Cam Johnson is up for an extension this summer. He's restricted, though, I'm sure. Well, no, he's not a free agent. He's just up for an extension, so they can sign him long-term. But if not, he'll just be back next year. Um, what about campaign? They still got Jake. Crowder, they signed campaign last year, so he's still under contract. Mm-hmm. So like they can, if they choose to run it back, depending mm-hmm. on what what they want to do, with Aiden, they can run it back. And you said Bridges got his extension too, right? Yep, I, I want to say four years, hundred million. Fourth pick goes to Sacramento Kings. Sorry, that was abrupt. The third pick goes to the Houston Rockets. Ooh. So either Oklahoma City or Orlando will get oh, the number one him. pick. They got another one of one, bro. Oklahoma is number right. two, so Orlando, Orlando Magic are the one. number one pick in the 2022 NBA draft. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Wait, Tim, did you change yours? I feel like you said Orlando at one point. I said I wouldn't mind Orlando oh, either, okay. but OKC okay, so was the pick. Paulo, like, uh, I want to go to Houston, man. <laughs> I mean, so now you got to pair you pair him with. Uh, I mean, you're assuming he's number number one. Let's just say he. I mean, it's probably. John Hammond. So if he if he's looking at Chet Holmgren on the board, like, he is he really gonna pass? He probably is. He wants the tallest, longest motherfucker on the board. <laughs> um, let's see. But Hammond also was the one that picked Jabari as well. Over an uh, injured MB. Yeah. He doesn't need a point guard because he got a. Uh, Why do you keep going? Who is the point no, guard? No, I'm, I'm just kind of going through it. Like you got no. I'm saying like, Cole who Anthony. is the point guard that you like? You 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 keep bringing up like, oh, they, this team need a point guard. I'm just this going through you, positions. I'm, I start at the top of point guard for me. So I go through point guard, then shooting guard, then small forward, power forward, center. I just maybe, I go in that order. So I'm like, okay, up, they don't need like, a point. I know that you're I know that you're talking through your through your picks, but okay, think about like who the top players are, and then like kind of match them with teams. I would say they, I would think they would pick up between Bunchero or Bunchero and uh, or Smith. I would think. All right, we do have some comments coming in. So. Oh, what up, Troy? <laughs> this <thing is> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> 
Troy asked, are we going to talk about Pat Beverly being the best thing to happen on ESPN and TV? We'll get yes, there. we will. Mouth we're, almighty. We're, we're going to close off the, uh, <laughs> the lottery talk, and then we'll get back to Phoenix and Dallas. Um, anyway, yeah, I think John Hammond will have a hard time passing on uh, Chet Holmgren. So that's my analysis. But we are have you, you two months to figure out the draft. That's fair. That's fair. But congrats Anybody to Orlando. Yeah. Congrats. No. Camille, you got your way. Oklahoma City, you can get the number one pick. Got number two. Yeah, still too hot. <laughs> it is what it is, though. I feel like this is like, what, the fourth time Orlando's got a number one pick? Because Shaq, Penny, Dwight. Dwight? Was Dwight number one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Dwight, Dwight was number one. one. I think that's it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so back to Phoenix and Dallas. Um, so we actually can go to Troy's question, which is Patrick Beverly. He was, uh, I'm not going to say he was pulling receipts. That's not the right idiom I want to use. Uh, what do I want to say? He was in uh, full get back mode. Did we get cut off? Uh-uh. No, you can put it on. You good, though. Good oh, okay. Though. Um, yeah, he was in full like vindictive mode. Like he, he was getting all getting all his uh his his revenge out on national TV. Uh-huh. That man got up at like four a.m. Eastern oh, Standard Time oh, to go bull. on television. <laughs> oh, pure bull! Just to get his revenge. Uh, so like I actually don't have a play by play of everything that he said. If anybody can uh, fill in the gaps, um, I'll try to give a, a overview. But basically, he was saying like Chris Paul needed to get benched. Mm-hmm. That he uh, everybody in the league knows that he can't defend. Mm-hmm. Um, that they call him a cone. As mm-hmm. He a like, cone. Yeah, he called he him a cone. a cone. Like ice cream cone? Because he's sweet? <laughs> is no, that, like is that what he's getting at? No, like cone. a traffic cone that you just... Oh, that's because he's... I thought he was talking about ice cream cone calling him sweet. Like, oh, that's damn. because he's sweet. Uh, he, <laughs> what did he also say? He said um, that nobody in the league, including Paul George, is scared of uh, Phoenix. He said he talked to Paul George directly, and those are his words. Um, Throwing names. Which, Paul George, I feel like you shouldn't be slandering anybody for underperforming in the playoffs, but hey, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Anything pew, else pew, pew. My man's just making his rounds. Yeah, he definitely making his rounds. Because he was on first take. <laughs> But he was also on uh, Get Up. The Get Up, yeah, with JJ Reddick and them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, so he on a world tour. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all done in the same place. Like, it, yeah, true. It's all he just stayed there. I was going to say, he just walks the studio to studio. I hey, like, I don't got nowhere to be. He went from the fourth floor to the third floor. That's, <laughs> all, that's all that happened. We need you down the hall now, sir. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. Make a left at the elevator. He ain't got shit going on. <laughs> and then uh, I know Matt Barnes was then in, def- in defense Ooh. of Chris Paul on uh, NBA Today saying yeah. that. Basically, Pat Beverly ain't important enough in the league to be calling out Chris Paul at any point, mm-hmm. which I, I don't necessarily yeah. disagree. Um, but also, this is the same Patrick Beverly that got ejected and suspended for pushing Chris Paul in the back on oh, yeah, So, like, that, there yeah. is personal animosity that is being uh, exercised in this instance. But yeah, mm-hmm. he he what he got on TV and wasn't afraid to, you know, say what was on his mind. Yeah, and they look ESPN was eating it all up. That they did. Maybe we have more. <laughs> he gave them all the views. Everybody was yeah. talking about Pat Bell after mm-hmm. he was on their shows. Yep. Well, seeing them with Stephen A. Seeing them with JJ Reddy. Seeing them with Green. Like it just 
they hit on a yeah, <laughs> on did. some uh, some entertaining content. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pat Bev was being player hater of the year. He's yeah. the player haters ball. Exactly. The player haters ball. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. <laughs> he was hate 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 hate. It's just interesting to see an active player doing that. Mm, like yeah. on TV, like Draymond be saying stuff on TV, but he's never said nothing like that. Like I saw his stuff with Kendrick Perkins mm-hmm. in the post game where he called him an ogre and all this <laughs> other stuff, but <laughs> nothing nothing like but Kendrick Perk is also a retired uh, player. Like yeah. it's it's different seeing him attack somebody who's in the game. Like mm-hmm. I felt like Dame's too like what do he do to you? What is what did he do to you? What what did, uh, what did Russ say? To, uh, ironically, what did Russ say to Dame? I've been busting that ass for years. That's that's what Chris Paul <laughs> Also, I wonder, like, Chris Paul is the reason that Pat Beverly ended up on the Clippers because they got traded for one another. So I wonder if, like, that is a thing that happens in the league where it's like, you disrupted my life, basically, because you got me traded from a team that I was happy on. Damn. Hmm. Like, you hold that against the player? I mean, I'm saying, like, if somebody forces their way to your team and the only way that they can get to that team is by trading your contract, like, and he come in and take your position, like, I wonder, these are super competitive people. So, like, I'm wondering if there is some type of, like... Took that as disrespect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn. You know, I never really, really thought about that. Like, I've thought about the the idea of, like, because I know some players be like, oh... Well, at least I got traded for Chris Paul. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, younger, more in his prime, Chris Paul. Like, no, some people feel... That. I've seen that being said before. Like, oh, shit, at least it wasn't for nobody. Like, at least it was just, you know, no. so-and-so. But, yeah, I never thought about it like that. Where it's just like, you uprooting me because you want to be over here. Huh. But either way it goes, like, this motherfucker... <laughs> the last... <sighs> he really went around just talking greasy with everybody. Yeah. Like he ain't gotta be in this league next year and see these cats. <laughs> <laughs> like it ain't gonna be on site, bro. Like, alright. It's I funny mean, though seeing uh, other players' responses. So, like I mentioned, the Dame talking about like who hurt you when someone was like, "Oh, well, Pat Bev numbers one too bad," and Dame's like, "Because nobody was guarding that man." Like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> KD out here posting old Kanye tweets talking about he running around like he pot, <laughs> saying that you know these these in regard to role players talking like stars but all that has sent me on just like a, a spiral because I was like okay I wonder if Pet Bev had said anything on Twitter any of the comments from actual other Hoopers mm-hmm. Bev he he say nothing except to Dame he tweeted Dame and said hey your coach has my phone number with praying hand so now I was like oh let me see if Dame says something back I go to Dame I don't see on his likes because you know you can find petty things in like and I saw that damn like the tweet that was uh saying like hey DeAndre Ayton just just come on quit playing around come get this do what's best for you and come get this ring with Dame Dame like the tweet and I think that's real interesting coming off the heels of this son's playoff exit, given the fact that it ended with Aiton feeling, you know, disrespected on some level by his coach, by the team. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's I like that duo. Yeah, I like an Aiton Dame duo. I can see that. I can see a Dame. Por- Go ahead. I was gonna say, importantly, got the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got nothing but money. Ain't got nobody else. <laughs> they cleared out all their money. 
Uh, I think Nurkic is still under contract, which might entice Phoenix to do like a signing trade because like, okay, we can at least get a starting center back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they got Sim, uh, Although, Anthony Simmons or Simons. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, they not giving him up. But right, so I'm saying like they, he already got his backcourt made gotcha. with them. So now you pick up another big man and with Aiden's caliber, mm-hmm. I can see that working out over there for Portland. And like you said, they got the money, they got a nice pick now in the draft that they can probably. That's all. I was like, I don't know if they're gonna keep it or not because you can move that high pick for another vet or another decent player. Yeah. And now you back into all right. We're trying to win more so now than later instead of yeah. grabbing this rookie. But the rookie's been coming in kind of hooping. That <laughs> like different breed of hoopers. Right yeah, now. like the last two classes haven't been bad. This class ain't them. <laughs> like I, I'm not trying to shit on it, but like the consensus going into this draft is that this year is a down year. Next year should be like another like last two years. Like, yeah, because like up and down these last two drafts, it's kind of like okay, you've been getting kind of contributors mm-hmm. everywhere. We'll see though And really like That usually just extends To like the top couple picks It's like If there's not like A clear cut Like oh this is a franchise guy Like they're like Oh this ain't a great draft So Mm -hmm. like there more than likely Are gems to be found But like it's just Teams actually have to Do their homework this year And like go and Actually try to find Okay Who fits Correctly Like who's ready to come in And contribute who has the skill set that we need? Like mm-hmm. they actually have to do like that legwork, not just hmm. okay. This dude's talented, so we're gonna grab him and bring yeah. him in. That's fair. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but no, Beverly so wants to be the last one. <laughs> one. One thing that I did see about Aiton also is that Phoenix and Indiana had trade discussions near mid-season, well around the trade deadline. Um, they didn't get far, but there is thought that. Fe- uh, Pacers will be in on Aiden as well this summer. I mean, they're one of the few teams that actually has max cap space, so and it's another one to watch for. I mean, you can uh, if they wanted to do a swap of bigs, Miles Turner's still available. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they have money outright. Like now, do they want to go back and get two centers again when they just traded no! the bonus for that same reason? <laughs> uh, probably not. But you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the Pacers, so who knows? Hmm. All right, the other Western Conference semifinal. Uh, series that wrapped up last week was Golden State defeating the Memphis Grizzlies in six. Um, that was like one of the Chippies. angriest <laughs> <laughs> playoff series that I can remember in recent history. Um, like you had numerous ejections, mm-hmm. you had a lot of back and forth allegations about people being dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the trip whooped back. Um, what else happened, man? Dylan Brooks was still talking greasy after the series. Like, they going to see us again. Mm-hmm. Um, ja did uh, have some respectful things to say about Steph Curry and the Warriors afterwards. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a good playoff series, like, in my yeah, opinion. Like, I, it was. Memphis actually probably could have won. Like, they lost game one on a missed layup, which was difficult. But that was a good-ass game. It also could have easily gone in. You know what I mean? Like, right. That was a makeable shot for yeah. them. That was that a was, shot that he usually... And then they completely tricked off, I think it was game four in Golden State, where it's like, that was winnable. So, like, really, Memphis was there the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just... Inexperience did them in. So, Injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very competitive, aside from the whoop that trick game. That shit was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, if I was in the arena, too, even if the other team, like... 
Been mad as hell, bobbing my head like, yeah, Wolf. Bro, fuck them, but this shit's still fire. Yeah. <laughs> big respect, hey, big respect to Draymond Green. He was a living example of keeping that same energy. Mm-hmm. He kept the same energy. When oh. lost, he all right, we we here. That sorry to backtrack, but that reminds me of uh, what Lucas said after Game Five against uh, Phoenix, which was. Oh yeah, it's easy for people to talk shit like when they, when up, they up, when they winning. Yeah, yeah. Everybody tough when they up, some shit. Yeah, yeah. Luca, bad man, fam. He is. That mother, dude. Luca, that boy, oh, bro. Uh, that boy. Was speaking, <laughs> man. Speaking of, what was Lil Wayne on? Why he called Luca a hoe? Yeah, bro. <laughs> when I say that, I was like, what are y'all, bro? Why Luca gotta be the hoe, bro? Ain't that a mother? Then Mark Cuban hit him with no bars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hit him with his own bars. How, I said, my goodness. How deep did uh did Mark Cuban's intern have to dig for hey, that? Hey, you know that wasn't him. <laughs> he didn't do that shit. Somebody find me something. Please. Please. I know he said something. He said he had so many raps and said so many words. I'm sure it's something he got. <laughs> Give me something. He said, like, Is it that future off? <laughs> oh shit. Anything about the front row. They Anything look- about the front row. He was sitting right there courtside. They all look alike. I can't tell them apart. No, he ain't like that. Come on now. <laughs> Mark ain't like that. Nah, come on now. Hey, what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's every other ism in the Dallas Mavericks uh, organization. I wouldn't be surprised. Damn, you're right. It's a lot of isms in that organization. <laughs> Anywho, uh, but any, anything no. else on Gal State in uh, Memphis? No, I'm, I, I am. Like I said, well, that was Dylan Brooks' fault for the first two games with the foul that he had on Gary, Gary Payton. It took him out pretty much the rest of the series. So for him to miss the first two games, in essence, like that, like... Two, three. So that's on him. It could have probably been a little bit more competitive. It probably wouldn't have been six. Maybe it could have went to seven. Who knows? But mm-hmm. that's on him. The jaw uh, injury was unfortunate. Yeah. I don't believe it was intentional. But mm-hmm. again, unfortunate. So yeah. who knows? Memphis could have probably been in another game. Mm-hmm. Injuries is a big part of the playoffs, as we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, congrats to Golden State for making it to the next round. So, I have a question, mm-hmm. and I have a, I have a statement to make too. So, this playoffs have been like amazing. They've been lit. Like I have never, like I haven't enjoyed like walk, like literally watching basketball, like have, how I have like watching this playoffs. Watching other people's teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I was going there too. <laughs> It's a lot easier when you don't have a rooting interest. Just just enjoy it again. (laughs) You just be impartial. (laughs) 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 Ha ha, motherfuckers. Shit ain't funny. Hey, at least y'all got an ace picking the job. Damn. You know what? I'm gone. Hey, you know. I'm leaving early. Wait, I said that about Jalen Brown with the Bucks. I said if, what was that, game three? Or game two or game three? I was like, if he was not playing the Bucks, I really would have enjoyed Jalen Brown's first half. Mm-hmm. Against the Bucks because he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I can get with what you're saying. Like, hey, it was enjoyable, especially having an unbiased opinion on a lot of the teams. Like, yeah. you could just watch, like, bro, he is cooking. Mm-hmm. Same it, with Luca. And then another thing, do you think that the playoffs are better without LeBron and the Lakers in it? No. Does that make it more enjoyable that we don't have to hear? Well, we still hear about LeBron now. They was talking about all this. Yeah. <laughs> But if he uh, wasn't, if it wasn't like so centered around him being in the playoffs every year, I don't think that the enjoyability of these playoffs are dependent on LeBron James and the Lakers not being a part of it. Okay. Hmm. 
like I think what's making these playoffs exciting is that you have competitive games, you have mm-hmm. competitive, you have evenly matched teams matching mm-hmm. up against each other. Mm-hmm. You have some of the best players having some of the best performances. Mm-hmm. Like none of that is diminished at all by LeBron being there. Mm-hmm. The only difference that I think might be is the media attention, but I don't pay attention to who the media is paying attention to. Like I'm watching the games. I don't have to go and watch first take to yeah, figure out how I feel about the games, right? Yeah. Like so mm-hmm. like it might be for certain people, but like for me it's like I'm watching all the games. I'm watching most of the games anyway. So like mm-hmm. I can kind of take my you know, form my own opinion on things. Yeah. Like I literally was watching random games like I wouldn't normally watch. Just because like every game has been exciting this entire playoffs. Camille, any thoughts? Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One last thing about uh, Golden State and Memphis is the whoop that trick game. Um, I did see people saying like it's actually easier to come back from an ass whooping because you can look, you can just chalk that up to like we ain't have it tonight. We just weren't that good. Like we'll be better next game. Like basically like burn the tape and move Mm -hmm. on, as opposed to like you know the heartbreaking losses where it's like oh man, if I would have did this thing different, I would Mm do this thing different. Like, you can kind of just, like, mentally just flush the game and be like, okay, next time. Next game? Yeah. Next one up. Like, we still – it's one loss in seven. Like, it, you know, it's unfortunate, but, like, we're moving on. So, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, Eastern Conference. So, the Miami Heat defeated the Philadelphia Sixers in six games. Um, shout out to Danny Green, who sh- tore his ACL. Um which is unfortunate because Danny's like 35 years old yeah, that's true. and on non-guaranteed contract. So like he might be done. He might be done. Um, if he, if he is, then one of the great role players of his generation. Most definitely. Shout out to him, man. Uh, shout out to Danny Green. And like, I, I've always had a problem with the way that Embiid falls all the time. And then finally came back and hurt somebody else. Like he falls unnecessarily. Like Tatum does the same thing, but like oh they fall unnecessarily like to create the illusion of contact Mm -hmm. it's like y'all too damn big and people are moving too damn fast for y'all to just be like throwing your body around recklessly where you can't really control like if you fall you fall but like if you're falling on purpose and they like unprotected falls too Mm -hmm. like they just be no bracing nothing just all the way down like damn but yeah shout out to Danny bro like that that's very unfortunate but before Chris uh, before the slander cannon was pointed at Chris Paul, it was, it was squarely on uh, James Harden because he no show in another playoff Ooh, series. Surprise, surprise. Small game, James. He's a clown. Damn, they was like this man up. Like the, and the Philly fans was like, yeah, we, can, we got James. Like, bro, wait till the playoffs. Wait till have y'all not watched this man at all in the playoffs in clutch closing <laughs> games? Y'all ain't seen him at oh, all. Man. Okay, okay. And like he pulled a Ben Simmons in Game Six. That man took what two shots in the second half, bro? Scored Missed zero points, both. bro. Just and turning the ball over willy nilly. He, he, he looked was, disinterested. He was yeah, mm-hmm. he was checked like out. He didn't want to be there. Yeah, he definitely was checked out. Selling. Like how in did, the elimination game. How did both teams lose the trade of the year? It's a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we can finally close that book. <laughs> <laughs> it was an even trade. Ain't <laughs> 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 shit shake with neither one of them. <laughs> like, dang. dang. Or the Nets are going to win that trade. 
Probably. Just for the record. Probably. Okay. Because Ben Simmons is very young yeah, still. Yeah, he's still young. And he still has time to go ahead and rectify all of that hoopla and BS that was going on. And, and he been petty with his likes, too. He 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 going to hoop next season. <laughs> yeah. Help willing. He going to help. That man start pulling up from three. I don't even care he about three. Even like, do as long as he plays like the way that he's played his entire career, like that's right. a exactly. boom yeah. to uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Sure, that's another that's all-star. That's what they need. They need defense. They need a creator. They need somebody that's going to pass the ball. So, like, he does those are all that. things that Ben Simmons yeah. checks off the boxes for. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about Ben Simmons is that he's, like, 25 years old and under contract, whereas James Harden is 34 years old and needs a new contract. Which, that man's going to make 47 next year or something like that? God bless him. If he opt in. Yeah, if he opt in. Yeah. You know he opt in. <laughs> Hey, he he ain't losing 47 yeah. Well actually You know what We didn't think We thought that he was Going to opt in before Didn't he? Didn't we He had a different Player option And we thought He was going to, hop, he was going to opt in And he didn't No it's the same Player option mm-hmm. He just said He missed the deadline Yeah when he got traded He missed the deadline Well I mean I guess the thing is Like if He knows his body Better than anybody else does So if he thinks that This is his last Best chance To lock in Big money for his twilight years, like mm-hmm. yes, he'll probably opt out and sign a long-term contract if it's on the table. If he feels like he can still get, like he can come back next year and prove that he's still max player, mm-hmm. and like really lock in like the big bag, because I think if he opts out this year, like he's gonna have to take a pay cut because oh, like there's sure. no way after this, the last season and a half essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's only a year since like his injury with the uh, in that Buck series. But still, like, the but, like way he, he hasn't left. been the same player since then. Yeah. And to your point, like the way that he left Houston and the way that he left Brooklyn, yeah, like he did for two teams. He on thin ice, yeah. <laughs> like around the league. Like nobody can really trust him at this point. Especially if he goes, like he opts out and then tries to leave Philly. Like that's you burned too many bridges probably at that point. So that all that being said, like I think that he probably does opt in and tries his luck next year. Mm. Plus, that's what he apparently agreed to when he got traded. So mm. he'd be a real nigga if he didn't. I, would you put it past? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> uh, I know you're a nigga. <laughs> we got Serial Sensei in the comments. He says, "So I let my coworker talk me into betting on the Heat Celtics series. I got twenty on the Heat. What do y'all think my? Oh no, are? baby. I got the Celtics. Honestly, I got the Celtics too. Yeah, so we will get to that well. series." At, yeah, we'll get to that series. But, like, one thing to keep in mind is that for game one, both Marcus Smart and Al Horford are out. out. Um, Al Horford is in health and safety protocols, and I believe Marcus Smart has a mid-foot sprain. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams is back, and Kyle Lowry is out for Miami, I believe. I don't know how much that, you know, sways game one and how much game one sways the series, but... Well, they didn't seem to miss a beat against the Bucks when they had somebody out. I doubt they Boy. do it in this game, too. But they didn't have two out. They had one. And Man, I- listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I definitely looked at that when it said he had a, mouth, a mid-foot sprain and Al Horford was in safety. I was like, oh, two days later, huh? <laughs> two, <laughs> two days later, huh? <laughs> well, for us, it was, yeah, two days later. Like, ain't that about nothing. Like, say, well, I mean, Marcus say, Smart got hurt playing against us, so that makes sense. But then he finished the game. Uh, he went out like mid. Man, you knew. He- yeah, like they was already up big, so. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for a Giannis hip check, like uh, Mike Dunleavy, and then they took him out the game. I was like, damn. Mm. Uh, y'all some, y'all some. I, I wasn't expecting, you know, I wasn't hey, expecting man. Fuck to Marcus get- Smart. <laughs> damn. 
What'd he do to you? Flop. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to keep throwing your body around, like, you suffer the consequences. I'm not, I'm truly surprised. Do we want to get into our series then? We might as well. Ain't nothing else to say aside from uh, James Harden choke. Uh, Joel and B got hurt again. Sadly. And Doc Rivers defensive <laughs> as hell, and <laughs> apparently they bringing him back. Right, they like it or not. What you want to say? Hey. <laughs> I was about to say something. Then Jalen Brown caught somebody nasty with a jab step. I ain't never seen somebody get stunned on a jab step. Ooh, but that's uh, old school. Like that's AU. But um. <laughs> jab step, bro. Hit a whoa. He like, oh, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't expect that. Shit. That's some two K shit. You know, Motherfucker just got leaning back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that little wave. Oh, I was just saying. Um, who are you talking about? Y'all, I don't forgot Philly. talking about video games. Philly. Philly James Harden. Oh, Doc Rivers don't take no accountability. Not ever. He the LeBron James of coaching. My goodness. Please, and I'm, I, know, I know. I know they here. said. I know they said he's coming back next year, blah, blah, blah. But I'm Great. not going to believe it till he's actually there. Please stay where you at. That's fair. Like, I, yeah. I, I wonder if that's like a negotiating ploy. Like, if there is another team that's trying to hire him while he's under contract with Philly, if they say, oh, no, y'all can have him, like, they don't get any compensation. But if they're like, no, we want to keep him, and he's like, I really want to go to, I don't know, a team on the West Coast. Um like that gives Philly like negotiating power to be like, okay, well, send us the second round pick or something of, of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I'm talking about the Lakers. No, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we definitely good. On that. <laughs> we are fine, sir. We'll find another way. <laughs> Mark Jackson still available. Um, He's not the one. <laughs> He's not the one for this team. Anyways, uh, yeah, we can go to Bucks, uh, Boston. Um, the Boston Celtics did defeat the Milwaukee Bucks four games to three, um, including like a twenty-something point victory in Game Seven. Yeah, bro. Uh, before we get before we get to you know the sad part of it, let's celebrate Giannis, who was the first player in NBA playoff history to record two hundred points, one hundred rebounds, and fifty assists in the single series. That's ooh, my man was hooping. He's leaving it all on the court. He was trying. Real. First 40-20 game since Shaq. Mm-hmm. Which was 2001, I believe. Yep. He was trying, bro. Like, But them motherfuckers kept running across the court to leave a nigga wide open. Like, <laughs> I, I know that, you know, the open threes and the three-point disparity is <sighs> what get, you know, like, people are kind of fixated on. And, like, I get it. Like, the optics of a bunch of wide open threes going in is demoralizing. But the Bucks' defense was not the problem in that series. No, they played really good defense Mm-mm. at all. Like if Mm-mm. they could make any semblance of open shots, if they could, if they had another creator, which I mean, obviously they're missing Chris, their primary one or their <laughs> secondary one. Um, if they had any type of shot creation, if they had any semblance of a coherent offense besides give the ball to Giannis and he just do shit with it, mm-hmm. um, like this, this would have been a different series. So. Like, all the talk of, well, they shouldn't have got rid of P.J. Tucker. Well, they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have done None that. None of that shit like, matter. Their defense was fine. Like, could it have been better? Sure. Like, they could have allowed zero points. A game. Like, <laughs> yes, their defense can be better. But, like, realistically speaking, like, offense was the issue in the series. Uh, which a literally, large part. Uh, go ahead, man. No, I was going to say, literally, the only thing they were missing was, like, a, you know, a wing guy who would give them 20, 25 a game. Yeah. That's all they really needed. 
I was gonna say like their issue was a lack of size on the perimeter, mm-hmm. a lack of shot creation, mm-hmm. and a lack of shot making. Mm-hmm. Ironically, those three things can be covered to a large extent <laughs> by one player who six nine Ford. <laughs> Which I don't want it to be an, so. like an excuse because again, like <laughs> this is a seven game series and they were in it for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. so like they were still capable of winning. So there were things that they could have done better mm-hmm. um, aside from just getting Chris Middleton back healthy. But like I think when you take into in totality your assessment of this team, like ignoring the fact that they're missing Chris Middleton is really just throwing out like the most important part of everything. Mm-hmm. Middleton six nine. He's six seven. Oh, I was for the say. Like, he's definitely six nine. Oh, I was like, damn, he's six nine. I was like, he do not look six nine. Nah, he's six seven. But I mean, to, to Eric's point, that's what I felt about this series. Where the reason that they were even in it was because Giannis went superhuman. Dude. Yeah, that's that's really it. And then as the series kept going and Bucks role players showed they couldn't hit a three. The spacing on the court just kept getting worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse for Giannis because they didn't respect our shooters. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was not going to work out that way. But as mentioned, there were things that could have been done to tweak it so that maybe you could have stole one more game. Maybe you could have won it in six in Milwaukee mm-hmm. had you not played Grayson Allen so heavily or George Hill after he's coming oh, back Lord. from two serious injuries. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Just maybe you could have shortened the rotation, not play those two guys once you saw they weren't giving you nothing. Maybe play Javon Carter and just see where that carries you. Maybe just increase the minutes for Pat Connaughton and, and see see what that does, <laughs> given the fact that he was the only Bucks player that shot over 40% three in the entire on the entire team. Maybe it's just little tweaks, and you could have probably been playing basketball right now. But mm-hmm. we ain't. Congrats to Boston. Congrats. I ain't, I ain't got no beef. So shout out to Celtics. Me either. Yeah. Shout out to Celtics Corner. I do have beef with Marky Smart, but that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> shout out to Celtics Corner. I did uh, their pregame show prior to game seven. And I did mention this on the show, but like this series felt like last year's Eastern Conference semifinals between the Bucks and Brooklyn just flipped. Like that series, you had an undermanned Brooklyn team pushing a team that should have probably closed this out in like five mm-hmm. or six games mm-hmm. to the brink. And that all being on the back of the best player in the world putting the team on his back and having a out of body experience basically for seven games mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. just running out of gas at the end so you know now we know how the other side feels <laughs> but it is good to see like Giannis finally getting his due as best undisputed yes. best player in the game um, we'll see if that carries over to next season but for right now I, I think, think it's will. a pretty general consensus I think it will for him and I think it he'll just I feel like he's just gonna keep getting better bro which is scary mm-hmm. but I feel like he truly just gonna keep getting better but our offseason is gonna be very interesting let's put a pin in that okay. I think we'll have a, a conversation about that on overtime Fair um <clears throat> anything else to take away from this Boston Milwaukee series before we start previewing the conference finals yes uh Shout out to Al Horford, which is interesting because before the series started, I felt like Al Horford would have been an issue because he usually plays pretty consistent. And he plays pretty well against the Bucks, and he was one of the truth be told, he was a catalyst for two of their wins. Because that motherfucker, that one game, he started pushing the brakes, <laughs> he started passing and shit. I'm like, wait, we got playmaking Al Horford this game? I mean, Giannis pissed him off. <laughs> pissed him <laughs> off. 
dunked all on this shit. All right, that's fair. But um, the Cel- this Celtic squad was it was a it was really fun series. I'm not gonna hold you. It was a really fun series, mm-hmm. and I have nothing but the utmost respect for everybody. But Everybody who likes to fall on the Actually, you know what? The only beef I had with the Celtics is I thought half that damn team would have been hurt by game seven because of much they was falling on the fucking ground. Like that that's the only thing that truly pissed me off about the Celtics. Like every shot, you ain't gotta be on your back. Why every time we come up the court, somebody is on the deck. Somebody, every possession was on the ground, bro. I like these motherfuckers. I felt like Vucevic, Vucevic first round kept falling. And we was tripping about Vucevic. We're like, damn, Vucevic, just, you know, play some damn defense. Stop trying to take these charges. To go to a whole team to do the shit? That's the only beef I had with Boston. Because instead of, like, truly trying to play it straight up, them motherfuckers really was looking for them charges, really was looking for them calls on a lot of them damn flops. Uh, that is it. Like, not to defend them, but that is pretty much the only defense that you have on Giannis yep. at this point. So while I don't respect it, I understand it. Cause it's like you, like first of all, Giannis does run through people all the time. So Boy. like a lot of them fifty-fifty, where it's like I mean it could go either way. Um, but like I don't know, Emei Udoka claims that a referee told him like they're not calling it unless you fall down, which I think is dubious. But you know he claims it, so and they kept falling and they fell more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it, he does initiate a bunch of contact, and it's like okay, if he dislodges you, but you don't fall down, like he's probably you're probably not getting a call. If he dislodges you and you fall down, it's, it's probably a legit charge. If he doesn't dislodge you and you still fall down, it's like a 50 50 chance you're still gonna get the call. So it's like you know, like, that's just math. Just get it, just just stand, bro. That's and it's so dangerous. It is so dangerous yeah. on both sides. Cause Again, like, to the point of MB, like falling down, like increases the chances of hurting yourself or somebody else on the court, mm-hmm. including your teammates. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, like people just jumping in front of Giannis as he's like flying to the basket is dangerous to Giannis too. Like he can fall any type of way. That's what I was saying. Both sides, like. That can hurt both of y'all for sure, for sure. There were several times I thought he was hurt because of the way that they was just really jumping in front of him. Like, boy. But I'm glad, as of right now, I'm glad that he ain't have, he has no serious injury. He's not really hurt bad. He probably got some bumps and bruises, I'm sure, because it was a truly physical series. But, oh, last thing, Boston fans, don't complain about physicality when you motherfuckers really jumped KD like y'all was the bad boy Pistons and shit, and then turn around and now the bullies getting bullied, and all of a sudden y'all got a problem. <laughs> Fuck that. But they ain't got to have to worry about that with Miami because Miami ain't got no player like Giannis. They ain't got that, that. Yeah, they'll probably play physical with Miami too, but Miami got... Nah, Jimmy probably be the one it's fight a back. Different type of, <laughs> it's a different type of uh, pressure So I'm, I'm for Miami. Yeah, I'm looking at... I, I don't have the game up. So I'm looking at a, a, an exchange on Twitter from, between Tony Jones and Eric Name of The Athletic. Uh, Tony Jones said, going from Giannis to this, Boston looks like they've finally been let out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Day replied and said, and the Heat are like, oh, this is what playoff basketball looks like. Like, yeah, bro, it's physical, bro. It's a massive jump from Atlanta and Philly to this Boston team. So, to y'all point, we can actually pivot there. So, Eastern Conference Finals, game one is obviously going on right now. Philadelphia, not Philadelphia. Definitely not Philadelphia. No, Boston, they wish. Boston and Miami. Who you got? I got Boston in... I got them in six. You have a reason why? Boston. Their defense, I feel like, is going to be too much for Miami. I feel like their physicality will be too much for Miami. I don't feel like Miami has the team 
they have a team defense, but they don't have that type of team defense like the Bucks have to be able to stifle Tatum and Brown and uh, save Horford want to go off and randomly Grant Williams in the corners and shit like that. Like, I don't feel like uh, Miami has that type of team defense that we had across mm -hmm. the board. They do have, but they're also missing Lowry. Uh -huh. PJ, uh, PJ Tucker is typically game to game because he's been hurt a lot. And he so ain't missed the game. Yeah, he's been there though. I don't think they got it. I don't think they got it. Because it sounds like Camille disagrees. disagrees with your... I think she agrees with your pick. I think she disagrees with your reasoning. That's Before fair. she does, I yes. do just want to bring back something that I said about Boston and Milwaukee. It's like, mm -hmm. they're going to dare these three-point shooters to make shots. If they make them, you're going to lose. Game seven, Grant Williams went the fuck off, and they lost. And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, like... It was a tightrope walk that they did with their defense, um, and they burned them. But anyway, Camille, your disagreement with Tim? No, I, I mean, I think Miami's defense, while it's not the same scheme as Milwaukee, I think Miami's defense causes a lot of problems. And part of it that's going to be so interesting with this particular matchup is watching how these two teams play each other, because it's kind of like a mirror defensively to a certain degree, because both defenses switch a lot. You're going to see switching across the board on both sides, and it's going to be real interesting to see how they try to take advantage offensively with Spo and with Emi. Like, seeing how they're going to, like, coach this up is going to be fascinating. I think this series also goes seven. I'm going Boston, though. Um, but I think Miami's defense, like, it's, it's an aggressive defense. Like, they'll trap you full court, mm -hmm. and then they'll come back and just, like, it's – they have a different way to dial up the pressure than Milwaukee did, mm -hmm. but I'm, it, it's, I don't think it's like worse than what Milwaukee did. Like they're going to pose a different challenge. And I think this challenge is going to require some clever coaching. And as Eric said, again, for role players to step up and make their shots. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to, I'm going Boston at seven. Um, I feel like it will take, cause Miami is a good team. Like they're not in the Easter conference finals for no reason. So, um, I don't know about this year. No, they're not there. They're <laughs> I mean, not there they for did have the Hawks and Phillies. So yeah, oh, Angel Philly, too. When you put it that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like it will go um, seven games. And then, I, I don't know, I feel like Tatum is about to take it to another level. He's already amazing, but I think right now he's going to try to tap into his, his Mamba side. He kind of did that for Milwaukee. Yeah, like he only had that one ten point game, but outside of that, that motherfucker yeah, was walling. Honestly, like he, I don't want to keep going back to the series, but I feel like the Bucks did a really good job of defending him, save mm -hmm. for fourth quarter game six, mm -hmm. where he and even then I think the defense was pretty good. I he was just making shots, mm -hmm. um, but like again, his efficiency was in the toilet. The uh, Giannis's efficiency was in, like for them, mm -hmm. their efficiency was in the toilet. But that that was all. <laughs> that these defenses would allow. Like, mm -hmm. nobody else could really get off. And it's like, okay, go go make something. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm not taking anything away from Jason Tatum's performance. What I'm saying is, like, he wasn't free to really do much of anything, and he still got it done. Mm -hmm. uh, where I land on this series. So, I heard people calling Bucks Celtics, like, possibly the NBA Finals, mm -hmm. which was combined a combined thing. One, it was because the Western Conference Final, the Western Conference favorites, Phoenix and Golden State, looked shaky in their second round matchups. 
and the fact that you know nobody really respected Philly and I think people just forgot about Miami like they haven't really been healthy all season um, but they still found ways to win enough games to get the number one seed in the East 53 um, I think that's due to one having <clears throat> amazing depth two having great coaching and three for as many jokes as we have about heat culture like it really does like they're they're tapped into what makes them successful and they mm-hmm. go and get players that fit that yeah um so like even if somebody goes down like you have somebody like max Struess or oladipo Gabe vincent or oladipo that can really step in and step up for whoever's down mm-hmm. or whoever's not playing well so i didn't discount my Plus, like, I have a history of watching Giannis play against Miami. It's like, even if we get through Boston, like, then he's still going to be in jail for the next series because nobody <laughs> defends him the way that Miami does. Um, Facts. So, like, I have a healthy respect for Miami, and I don't think that this will be the cakewalk that other people seem to think that it is. Not necessarily anybody here, but yeah. the larger conversation. Like, people mm-hmm. really don't seem to be giving Miami a chance. Yeah. And Really? Yeah, that's what everybody is. Like they Boston, still, like heavy. you said, they still a really good like team. Boston, Boston is, I think, a forty four percent, like forty four percent favorite to win the championship now, and everybody else is like below twenty. Well, they said that the winner of the Boston Milwaukee series is gonna be the favorite to win the championship, anyways. Yeah, I mean that's what we said. But yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying is like people seem to not really be giving Miami a chance, and I think that Miami is definitely in this series because of what basically what Camille said which is their defense keeps them in a lot of games Mm -hmm. the concern that I have is Boston is battle tested at this point Mm -hmm. like Uh they went toe to toe with the Nets Nets for four games which were all heavily contested and they came out ahead every time they went toe to toe with the Bucks and Giannis going supernova and like there were some times where they lost some leads or they got down big and just couldn't come back but by and large, they held their own and they figured out a way to win four games. Mm-hmm. Um, that game four win was huge. Yeah. And I feel like Boston has more. Like, I think their defenses are evenly matched, much like the Milwaukee Shears. <laughs> and Boston has offense where Miami's half court offense specifically is pretty shaky. Uh-huh. So, like, uh-huh. I think that that's the margin, basically, in this series. But, like, I can easily see, especially with Horford and Smart being out, I can easily see Miami having enough in the margins to really not even, like, make this a series because I feel like it's a series on top. Like, Miami can win this series, and they can win it in six. Is mm-hmm. that my pick? No. But <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I see it's the possible. argument for it. <laughs> I see it as, a like, it's a high likelihood a high probability of it mm-hmm. uh, so I do think I'll go Celtics in seven um, but to, to the point that the rest of the panel has kind of said is that like this is a very evenly matched team um, evenly matched matchup um, I just want to make sure Miami gets the respect that they've earned this season that's fair definitely also, Tyler Hero going to win them at least one game yeah oh and the point about I was about to make about Jason Tatum is like I feel like Miami's even better equipped to defend him than the Bucks were. Like think about how much trouble Wes Matthews was giving Jason Tatum and then sub that out for Jimmy Butler or so, PJ Tucker. I was like I was trying to think of the matchups. So I'm like okay, Smart is out. I like because if Smart was in, Smart would probably be the one holding Butler. They actually got uh Caleb Martin on him right now. Yeah. 
Interesting. And I would assume like it's a bunch of switching because Miami switches a lot. They'll throw some zone uh-huh. in there. Like Miami has like a bunch of tools in their defensive toolbox like to deploy. And if like they're keying yep. on taking Tatum out of this series, like they have the pieces to do it and they have the schemes to do it. So it might come down to being another Jason Tatum series. Which is yeah, what I was he got ten up. points in the first already. Like that's kind of how the Buck series was too. Like they devoted most of their attention to shut down Jason Tatum. It's like mm-hmm. if Jalen Brown get off, Jalen Brown get off, and he did. <laughs> Game two, bro. Um. So yeah, that's all I got on the Eastern Conference side. Anybody else got any any last thoughts? Mm-hmm. Oh, Spo's a great coach, but so is uh, Udoka. So it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun series, truly. It really will. I, I'm gonna tune in, <laughs> and not even on the, because you know, typically I'm like, well, I want the team that beat us to win. That way, we like, we lost to the champs. But I just feel like, I feel like Boston got it. So we'll we'll see though. We'll see. All right, uh, we'll move back to the West because I totally fucked up that uh that transition earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Golden State and Dallas. Uh, same question. Who you got? This is gonna be hard. Honestly, that's what she said. Because <laughs> you got with the way that the Mavs played the last couple games of their last series, it's kind of like, all right, they are more of an issue than initially presented. Uh-huh. And then you still have Golden State, but then you have streaky shaky games like you said from them so it's like they're not the juggernaut that we thought they were going to be coming into it that they used to be be. and even showed during the season they had potential to be still Mm -hmm. like that's not the same and they're not as consistent as we thought they would be so Mm -hmm. it's like this could honestly go up in the air as well Mm -hmm. I feel like Golden State doesn't have the same caliber of defense or energy as Memphis across the board Whereas Memphis wanted to run you off the court. And mm-hmm. Memphis wanted to get real, like, up in you, physical, shit like that. But then also, we go, we're going to hit this transition. We're going to make sure y'all run all damn game. Golden State want to hit you with the half-court joints. You know, they have great... They, they're getting the transition, but they also have great half-court players and they have great half-court schemes. So it's like, if they want to slow the game down, they can. But then the, the, the Mavs is kind of like, you let... Luca slow the game down. He playing his own. Place. He gonna slow the game down no matter what because he just yeah. he just moves slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he but gonna he hit you with the slow ass crossover behind the back, know. but he gonna cook. Really? So it's like I don't know, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like going before this, I would be like, oh shit, Golden State, don't worry, about you know they'll be, they'll be back. But now it's like, yeah. and you, you could have a Jalen Brunson game because they still waiting on uh, Gary Payton to come back. Mm-hmm. So you can have a Brunson game or you can have a Dinwiddie game like last game. Both of them drop 30. <laughs> like, it's it's truly a toss-up, honestly. Or you can have Dwight Feeney-Smith have a monster three-point game <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, it's you just... You like, three different <laughs> 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 I know what you're talking about. But, like, yeah, like, it, it's... it's Dallas is more of an intriguing prospect at this point now due to, again, like you said about Boston, they're battle-tested now. And so it'll be interesting to see. And I don't think Luka... Is content. Well, no, none of the players are. But Luka wants to get past this Western Conference final, especially because it's not yeah. the uh, Clippers no more. And I'm sure he would love to do it against the Dubs. Right, Camille, you want to go next, or should I throw it to Ken? You can throw it to Ken. Uh, me, I, w- I want Dallas to win. Um, how many games? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Dallas in seven. 
Um, the reason why I want is being biased um, by Luca. It's because I I always enjoy Luca. Like y'all hear we talk. I talked about Luca a lot, and I want it for him because. The Clippers been putting my man's out <laughs> for too long, man. And he, fu- <laughs> and he finally got his shot, dude. And I feel like he hungry too. You can tell, like Luca, like taking it to another level, you know. And again, like he's not one of those players that get too rattled. He go play at his own pace. You can't speed him up. He go, he go, you know, slow it down. He just go cook you. Next thing you know. Luca got 30 points. You like, damn. <laughs> and Luca big as shit compared to Steph. Like, he ain't no defensive ace. Yeah. <laughs> and see, the good thing, too, is that how the way how Jason Kidd has them playing defense is that it doesn't expose that Luca isn't a good defender. Because he's big as fuck. Because he got, he got, they, they play, how they play defense, it's enough help around for him not to get too exposed. And, like, he actually stepped up. Like, he's. By no shakes is he a good defender, but yeah. like he was getting targeted. I forget what was that game two, mm-hmm. one of the games against Phoenix. Like they were pulling his ass out and just like going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think I heard that Jason Kidd had challenged him personally. Like, hey, you got to be better, and he he improved at least. Like he wasn't the liability that he had been. Yeah. Um, so if he keeps that energy up, like yeah, I can see. Like he just has to fit into into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Do you think they blitzed them with the same game plan that they had for game seven for Phoenix? I feel like it can still, that can work with Golden State too. You blitz Steph. You gonna leave it up to Clay, who's been streaky. You, Draymond ain't gonna be your scorer. Kuminga ain't gonna be your scorer. You gonna bank on uh, Wiggins? Everything that Golden State does is based on Steph Draymond pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green's decision making out of that. Mm-hmm. So if you're blitzing Steph to get the ball out of his hands, you're just giving it to Draymond Green four on three, which is what the Warriors want. So I don't think that strategically, like that's just, that's the move necessarily made. Like maybe it works, I don't know. But like that's putting a lot of stress on again, like you have four Warriors and three of your guys, and then the other four Warriors are all three point shooters. So uh, obviously Aside from Draymond, like he's spraying the ball to Clay Thompson or Kaminga or Wiggins. Jordan Poole or Wiggins. Or Jordan Poole. <laughs> like, he might have a series. He uh, might have a fucking series. Poole. Oh, yeah. He, hey, that young man's been I mean, because Steph was. I'm, what was y'all getting? 35, 40 a game? <laughs> so, Luca gonna get up there and get those. It's just a matter of does who's he bringing with him? Because Brunson can put that up too. Mm-hmm. Or Dinwiddie. when Dinwiddie can put that up too, so it's not like it was just one mm-hmm. or two. You have three legit guys that can throw. Dinwiddie had a good series. I, you, I've always been a fan of Dinwiddie. Like I've told a, y'all this a, before, I've always been a fan series. of Dinwiddie. But it's, uh, I, I'm gonna go with Dallas. Okay. I'm gonna go with Dallas in seven. There you go. Come here, who you got? The same page. Um. I want to go with Dallas because I'm thinking defensively. I'm thinking about how do the Warriors stop Luka. I'm thinking about the fact that sometimes the Warriors can can get sped up if the defense is really rugged, if it's together. And we've seen that this Dallas Mavericks defense actually plays together. Mm-hmm. As I've said for, I think, a few months now, kudos to Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really got these dudes out here hooping. 
Offensively, the system works, trusting Luca to make the right decision, surrounding him with shooters, trading Kristaps Porzingis was the best move <laughs> that they possibly could have done for the franchise. Now mm-hmm. they got their first win since they won a title. I don't know. It just feels like it, it's going to be kind of a special special year for the Mavericks. It just kind of feels that way with how things are shaking, which isn't analysis or anything like that. But uh, I'm going to just trust that defense. I'm going to be really interested. Y'all mentioned like the half court says that the Warriors run, but I'm really curious to see how they handle all the off-ball movement. Like, if, if they're able to keep up with that and not get lost and actually stay together, mm-hmm. a cohesive unit, yeah, I definitely feel confident about picking Dallas in that series. Correction. Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm, yeah, I mean, we all know the class. <laughs> I had to correct I had, I had to throw it out there because they you call that said man, Dwight. You called that man Dwight Freeney Smith. I was like, <laughs> Wait, what? I called him, no, I called him Finney Smith. That was just Dwight. No, no, sorry. sorry <laughs> it was Dwight Feeney Smith. Feeney. Feeney. Dwight Freeney. But no, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking Dallas at this moment, but I'm actually not sure. I'll make my prediction ahead of the game tomorrow. I just need a little bit more time. Are we prisoners at the moment or are we just kind of... Kind of feels like it. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said I need a little bit more time. Like, I'm I'm not ready to make that prediction at this moment. That's fair. Because I was thinking about I was like, is it it's just because they just man. did this to the Suns? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it looks good. It looked good. Like, you don't put up... They damn near had... Bro, they didn't have 30 points after half. Like, come on, bro. That's not by accident. It's not, but it also is like Phoenix is self-destructing. But um, yeah, I think I'm maybe I'm overcorrecting for the prisoner in the moment feeling, but I think I'll go with Warriors in six. And part of that is this team has lost two series in the last seven years. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, going back to 2015. Yeah, um, so I trust in the Warriors' infrastructure. I trust in Steph, Draymond, Clay. Clay's not Clay anymore, but Clay can still give you Game Six Clay like he did against Memphis. Um, they do have like some of the young guys can step up. Like I think that the Memphis series was a bad one for Kuminga and Poole. But I think that that was just a bad matchup for Golden State in general. Like a team that's really physical and really athletic and really wants to get out and run in transition. Like that can hurt Golden State. But like a half court, slow it down kind of team like that runs everything through Luka. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, Luka's going to get his numbers. Like we know that's going to happen. Like they'll probably use a similar defense that they use all those years against LeBron, mm-hmm. which is kind of let LeBron get his shit off, but be everywhere else to shut off everybody else. Um, and so, like, really come down to can Jalen Brunson and can Spencer Dinwiddie still create shots for themselves and others? Hmm. Which I don't know. I think they can. They I, can. I, again, especially much like I was saying about the Eastern Conference Finals, like it's possible. <laughs> like, I'm not a, like these teams are in, in the Conference Finals for a reason. Like they're all really good teams that play really good together. Um, but I, I just like, for me, 
I think that Golden State still has the infrastructure in place. And like it's kind of like a you got to knock them off. They got Steve Kerr back too. They do. <laughs> Mike Brown ain't coaching. They don't have they don't have that king stink on them anymore. Jesus Christ. Hey, Mike Brown took them two games over and they look like <laughs> shit. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Like, you can't put that on him though, bro. Why not? You can't <laughs> they still know that they still come on, y'all in the playoffs. Y'all know what 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 um Steve Kerr will want. Everything just okay just because Mike Brown, the coach, he still it looked like it. He kept the same game plan that they've been had if Did he was he? still there. Hey, how you gonna come in in the play in the middle of playoff series and just cage everything to your Even Steph felt like the Kings. Hey, bro. <laughs> he said it. You can't put that on that. Black I thought man. we was the Kings. You can't put that on that black man. <laughs> Y'all tripping. Hey, white man leave all of a sudden. Oh, black man ain't shit. <laughs> ain't that about a bitch? Oh, things go go to hell once the white man go. Hey man, it's kind of like when you were in school and then you had a substitute teacher. Like you know what you're supposed to do. Right. Did you do it? Hey. No, let me just roll this TV so, out now, bro. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't they ain't they ain't cooperating with me. They, I tried. They paid me. I told them what you told. I have a game plan. You laid out the lesson plan. I tried to teach it to them. These motherfuckers is doing their own thing. All right, we we ninety minutes into this, so we are gonna have to speed through the rest of this. Um, For sure. The NBA is eyeing a rule change to uh, remove the transition take foul that would award the offensive team one free throw and retain possession. Um, so no more. I turned the ball over. They finna get a run out. I just fouled a person like closest to me. Which, praise God, please get that shit out of the game. <laughs> They're also discussing a new in-season tournament that will begin as soon as the 23-24 season. Um, with the play-in tournament here to stay, given its success, concepts are beginning to ramp up on another competitive event. Yay or nay, real quick, rapid flyer. Yay or nay on the in-season tournament. Yeah. Sure. Camille? All right. I'm going to give it a eh. Yeah, I don't feel like it takes anything away. I don't need it, but I'll watch it. Um, a woman has reportedly received an emergency protective order against Rajan Rondo after she says that he pulled a gun on her in front of her children. Multiple outlets, including the Louisville Courier-Journal, have reported that the woman filed the, restraint, the order on last Friday, writing, I am extremely fearful for my safety and for the safety of my children. Rajan has a history of volatile, erratic, and explosive behavior. Mm. So, mm. you know, praise for that family and hopefully justice prevails. We gotta put Rondo on that fuck him list, bro. I actually might he have to be there. I don't feel any way about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> R.I.P. to NBA legend, former Buck Bob Lanier. He for passed sure. away at age 73. That was a dope tribute we did. I didn't see it. It was at game six. It was before the... I don't know if it was on TV oh, or not. Oh, probably went on TV, yeah. But it was, it was pretty cool. I actually recorded it. I didn't know if it was on TV and I, I yeah, recorded course, it, but I was like, oh, yeah, they probably see this on TV. Seats. No, course, but it was, they were some good seats. They were some pretty they damn good seats. Dude, the energy in that money. building, when it was up, oh my God, it was amazing. That shit was, that shit was wild. I was like, I ain't never been on energy like this before. Like, ah, okay, stay up there. No. <laughs> oh, some chick just she destroyed the whole I feel like she's part of the reason why we lost game six. I ain't gonna hold it. I got a quick story, real quick. I'll make it real fast. So some lady was next to me already bugging before the game even started. Me, I, I heard her complaining about me and the guy I was with talking. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, oh my god, you these motherfuckers still talking like bro, we weren't even talking like that. But I could hear her. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. fuck her, whatever. Game going on. When everybody cheering, the dudes in front of them stood up. Uh-huh. Cheering, cool, cool, cool. When everybody was sitting down. 
they kind of sat down, but they didn't sit down all the way. They kind of like, uh, looked, and then they kind of sat down. And then everybody cheering again. So pretty much they weren't egregious with standing up and sitting down. Mm-hmm. She started complaining. Oh my God, I paid for these seats. This standing th- I paid $500 for these seats. I want to see the fucking game. <laughs> so the dudes, she said this like three or four times every time they stood up. So they said, fuck it. They just stood there with their arms crossed, stood in front of her. It was three of them. One was sitting in front of me, and then it was the two in front of her dude and her guy. The dude in front of me, he ain't moving shit like that. I heard her talking shit, so I'm like, hey, that's on y'all, whatever. They turned around, it was like, I paid 550 for these seats. So I'm just, I deserve to be here too. I can't enjoy the fucking game when we doing good. I was like, he has a point. <laughs> the dude was like, it's just, mind you, she was next to me cheering and shit, standing up. Hey, 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 hey. She turned around, I can't fucking stand up, so I gotta watch the game sitting down. I'm like, my nigga, you, just, you was just sitting here jumping and you had the whole, like, the white things in her hand, cheering and shit. I, I wasn't up for her energy. I came in jigging too. She was jigging. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, y'all know me. If I, she turned up, I turned up. I said, shit, we're gonna match the energy. I was like, she got a decision to make here. She either gonna sit her ass down the rest of the game. I'm like, well, she gonna say, fuck it and stand up. Guess who sat down the rest of the game? But because they got in, they got into it so tough, like dude turned around, was like, if you feel that way, I want you to go take your ass to handicap. I was like, oh shit, if dude hit me <laughs> shit, yeah. I ain't, you know, I ain't gonna hold you. Cause the husband was like, what the fuck you just say to my wife? <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit. Want? So they get in each other's face. I lean to the side. <laughs> Cause they right, they literally right next to me. They only separate, only thing separating me and them was the woman. I'm like, but she got up, start pointing her finger in dude's face. We know how that shit go. Mm-hmm. Typically, point a finger pointing in the face, you just leads by a smack or a punch. So, I'm like, bro, this game. I'm like, I'm trying to watch the game too. Like, what's up? She sit down for the rest of the damn game. So all of a sudden, they buddy want to be in solidarity. This motherfucker start trying to stand up. He like, hey, you ain't gotta take that shit. So he stand up with his arm crossed. I'm like, hey, yo, my guy, that ain't me. <laughs> sit your ass down. Move out the way, cause they started standing up just even when shit wasn't happening, just to be egregious with the shit. She ended up standing up, but I felt like she sucked a lot of energy out the section because everybody she was. They was loud as shit So I feel like Everybody in the section That heard that shit mm-hmm. Most of the section Didn't stand up For the rest of the game mm-hmm. And we were sitting Right next to uh, What was that Group 6 Or Squad 6 mm-hmm. Like literally Right next to them Whole fucking section Sat down Everybody kind of Cognizant of If they go stand up When they cheering and shit Then sat down real quick I'm like damn She took the whole energy Out of the whole section So I'm gonna blame her A little bit I should've gave her The blow the whistle I'm gonna blow that early She got my blow the whistle what was her name? Quick <laughs> where? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. This nigga telling the novel. And this motherfucker talking about. That was quick. That was a quick, about a quick story. That was quick. This nigga is. Yeah, Niggas that fell asleep. Hey, wake up, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. I will say quickly. Um, if Titanium World heard, heard that rant, like he would probably clip that and have the whole thing on his shit. Because he had he'd been saying the same thing on Twitter like the entire playoffs. He's like. You know, people go to the playoff games. They don't have the energy. Like, crowd, you know, crowd participation matters. So it does. I do kind of. I, it, you know, like obviously both sides were wrong. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't escalate to a fight. But like, I do think like if you come into a playoff game, like you should unless expect. you can't stand up, like yeah, you should be stand like Just be loud. Participate. Don't get mad at other people for like being into the game. Like exactly. that's my whole. And that's like, what he said. You if, you, <laughs> if you want to sit down, like you can do that at home and watch it on TV. That's exactly. true. Dude. I'm lit. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Packers and Pro Bowl cornerback Jair Alexander are finalizing a four-year, $84 million contract extension <laughs> per sources. Uh, the deal includes $31 million for 2022, a defensive back record of $30 million signing bonus, um, and he will receive $42.5 million by March. Mm. 
So his base salary this year will be 1.076 million to get his cap number as low as possible. Um, and his 21 year, his 21 million dollar a year contract uh, ranks number one in the league above Denzel Ward at 20, Jalen Ramsey at 20, Marlon Humphrey at 19 and a half, and Marshawn Lattimore at 19.4. So I'm glad we locked him up, bro. Packers now have the. I think Rodgers is still the highest paid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, highest paid left tackle, mm-hmm. highest paid nose tackle, mm-hmm. and now highest paid cornerback. So we ain't got do no not let it we got do not let it be said that the Packers are cheap. Um, despite what man, Devontae Adams said. <laughs> oh, that's all you got. Okay, um, Drew Brees <laughs> tweeted. And I quote, despite speculation from the media about my future this fall, I am currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. I may just troll you. Who knows? <laughs> he ain't playing no damn football. I'll tell you that. He better not. He better not, bro. If they better That's not look back. <laughs> According to, I think it was Ed Werder from uh, ESPN. Also on the fucking list. Um, <laughs> Drew Brees just had surgery like two weeks ago on his shoulder, so he wouldn't be able to play until like September or October. Anyway, oh, so he's not. That ain't gonna bring no zip back to that damn ball. <laughs> we seen the passes. Throwing ducks. <laughs> nah, bro. Like, go yeah, I don't think that life. he's having surgery because like he's trying to come back. I think he's having surgery because his arm is fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's trying to come back. <laughs> no, anyway. they, they yeah, go. that was just interesting because like he's not coming back to NBC. Which I don't think we mentioned, but Tom Brady signed a big ass contract. Ten to, years, three hundred million. Sports. Yes. Yeah, with Fox. Three hundred plus million. Retired from the NFL. So that's re- bro. I laughed when I seen that though. I ain't gonna hold you. Cause I was like, this mm. motherfucker really don't want to go home. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> he got I he got retired. You, seen what the fuck was there? Like you know what? It fuck it, I'm going back to football. Hey, what y'all got lined up? Ten years. Let bet. me get that. How old they gonna be? All right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> bet. Don't even worry about it. Bitch. I just keep bringing home the bacon. But Giselle brings my... T- she make more than you. Yeah, I was right? like, he don't have to. He definitely... That's the wild thing. He, definitely he, just, he ain't trying to be at the crib. <laughs> be like that. Magic Johnson on it. I ain't going to be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that Brady will be great on TV. Like, he's already... Yeah, he will be. Pretty good. Yeah. And he's starting to show more of his personality, and he's pretty funny. Which actually is... It, it's, in, it's not bad. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not bad. I enjoy his sense of humor. Um, the Atlanta Braves woke up to an extended power outage at their hotel in downtown Milwaukee on Monday that also left some without running water. Some players were unable to shower at the Fister Hotel, which is already infamous among baseball players uh, for allegedly being haunted. Bryce Harper, Michael Young, and Pablo Sandoval are all among the players who have claimed encounters with ghosts at the 129-year-old hotel. Boy, they've been talking about that, that damn hotel been haunted forever, and they still keep putting players in the mail. They go all the MLB players go there. Yeah, either. but they do. We got a whole West all End. All the teams go there, bro. <laughs> and them motherfuckers go to the Fista. All the teams go there. Y'all heard it's haunted. No, uh, most most NBA teams go to the Journeyman now. They don't they don't stay in the Fista. We got the Iron Horse. The Saint the Saint Cain. I think they're start staying there too. So. So we have more. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Ask, not, no, no disrespect to the Fister Hotel. If you're right. not from Milwaukee, it's a very historic, beautiful yeah. hotel, but it is haunted. That is a fact. I was gonna say, like, my boss confirmed that she felt like she had a ghost encounter when she stayed there. Before. Boy, I'm not trying. No, nope, nope. I don't. We been have there. a mutual. 
a mutual friend that also had a ghost experience at the Fister Hotel. Nope, I don't do ghosts. Let's, hey, tech file. Um, nope, I don't do ghosts. Paranormal activity night. Take your ass in there. Go to sleep. Yeah, I don't do that either. Be up all night and shit. <laughs> I'll be in there fighting with a ghost. <laughs> ghost in there whooping my ass. Oh, shit. Ten ghostly toes. <laughs> I didn't sleep for two days after I saw paranormal activity. No, I love that movie. I do too. Not gonna lie. That shit woke me up in the middle of the night. Ah, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> See somebody getting dragged off the TV. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> It's not ghosts, but it's kind of horror related. Um, uh, and we're not going to talk about it, but I just wanted to let y'all know. Uh, I have seen Doc Strange, so the the, uh, the the thing is lifted. Like, we can talk spoilers from uh, okay, in the, in the right. group chat now. Oh, you all seen right. it? Okay. okay. Did, did, did we, you finish Moon Knight too? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay we are here, okay. man. Damn. Fucking ghosts, bro. <laughs> Uh, Frank Gore turned 39 on Saturday and celebrated by knocking out Yaya Olo Run Sola in his pro boxing debut. He, oh, man, that, that shit was clean. <laughs> uh, he out there fighting Father Time like that. Right. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. This man is ageless. How you playing the NFL for all them damn years and hopped into boxing? Lady Mouth. And like, whooping ass. Christ. Like, all right, Frank. Real deal. That's a bad man. Frank the Tank. <laughs> so Caden and Cameron Boozer, um, sons of former NBA pro power forward Carlos Boozer, were offered scholarships to Duke. Uh, they are the first in their class, which is 2025. So mm -hmm. he has twin sons who are both. Six, oh no, one is six ten and one is six three. Damn, I'd be mad about. Damn, that's crazy. Hey, y'all twins? Like, who's the short twin? <laughs> like, like fuck you, dog. So Still the, six three. So the tall one is the number one recruit in the class, and the. 631. I'm not gonna call him short. The 631 uh, is ranked 24th. Still, hmm. that's dope though. That is. Okay, yeah, both still top 25 in the country. Mm -hmm. I still remember when Carlos Boozer beamed his whole head, bro. <laughs> boy, they was on his ass. This is hooping, bro. <laughs> My man's beamed his whole so, ball head. Sweating bro. down his head and shit. <laughs> Boozer used to be nice though. I used to, I used to like Carlos Boozer. Oh, he played the shit out of the Cavs to get out of his contract. Yeah, bro. bro. I like them in Utah though. I mean, he's supposed to be LeBron running mate, and then just skip town. I mean, he skipped town for the bag, so I got it. But he told him, "Oh, I'll opt out, and then I'll sign the contract." And then they're like, "Okay, you well not opt out, but like they had to release him from like their option or whatever they did." And he was like, "All right, you start offering me a whole bunch more." So Deuces. I'm, gone. I'm gonna go play with my male cord uh, AK-47. <laughs> still one of the Darren Williams nice. was still there too at the time, wasn't he? That wasn't the best. Well, I used to like that Utah team. Yeah. That's actually one of the few times I actually like Utah. Yeah. AK-47 was cold. That was one of my favorite players, bro. That motherfucker was cold. I think he would kill right now in the league. Possibly. Um, and I'm going to let you handle this last one. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi allegedly walked out on Monday Night Raw. Tag team partners? Um, yeah. Okay. All right, let's do this. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> I was watching Raw yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And it was building up the main event to be a six-pack challenge and shit like that. Now, apparently this shit happened before the show even went on. Mm -hmm. So more so with the WWE kind of being <clears throat> messy. Mm -hmm. But it was supposed to be a six-pack challenge for the number one contender to uh, Bianca Belair's title. Uh -huh. it was supposed to be Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, the tag team champions, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi, and then Asuka and Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. Apparently, before the show started, Naomi and uh, Sasha mm -hmm. had an issue with a couple things about the match. Mm -hmm. One, they didn't understand why 
they weren't. They already had beef that they, uh, the route that they had to take to get to become tag team champions in the first place. Yeah. They won their own WrestleMania initially in the first place, and then all of a sudden they put them on the card. They end up winning the titles. Cool. Mm-hmm. They have not done nothing with them with them titles since. Two months. Two months. Nothing. And told them they're not gonna defend their titles until money, money in, in the, the bank. bank. Which I think is still like another two months out. So, what are we doing with our story, for one? Why are we the champions that's not defending belts for two? Mm -hmm. Three, the story was supposed to be one of them is pinning the other to go all over the top. Yeah. Apparently, it was supposed to be Naomi versus... uh, Bianca. Bianca and Sasha versus Versus. Ronda for the belts. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them was going to win. They were just using them to enhance the other champion. Mm-hmm. So again, they're like, what the fuck is the point of us being in this match? And then you have us pinning each other. Mm-hmm. And then you have us doing nothing after the fact. Yeah. What is the point of our stories and characters? Mm-hmm. We don't like that. Y'all kind of messing it up. They went to John Laurinaitis. He said, I understand what y'all trying to say. Cool. One of the producers had a whole bitch fit. Went out, hoopla and everything like that. Turn around, came back. No, y'all fix y'all attitude. Mm-hmm. This is based on a, a tweet from somebody who apparently is close to Naomi on Twitter. Yeah. Went back, producer had a bitch fit. So then they said, no, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go talk to a different boss. Mm-hmm. That boss came back with a little more resistance and said, no, nah, y'all need to fix y'all attitude. Y'all just being spoiled. Y'all need to go out there and just do what y'all supposed to do. Yeah. Fuck what y'all talking about. Mm-hmm. Then they turn around, they say, all right, you know what? <clears throat> we don't feel respected. This, that, and the third. We gonna so that apparently they left the belts and the briefcases on John Laronite's desk and left the stadium mm-hmm. before the show started. Yeah, Corey Graves goes on the TV and announces the match has been rescheduled as a one-on-one. I don't know why you dropped the other two. You could have just made it a fatal four-way. Instead, you dropped four <laughs> instead of two and made it a one-on-one with Oscar and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. So now the issue is they're saying that they walked off, they left. It's a whole big stink fuss, this, then, the third. They blame them for being spoiled, entitled, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Whereas, W, and then they let Corey Graves go on there, call them unprofessional, kind of blast them on air, on raw, mm-hmm. which in essence kind of puts them in a bad light, of yeah. course, because they're like, oh, well, y'all done messed up the main event and y'all done messed up the way the show's supposed to go, this, then, the third. But I, if this story is even some semblance of true, <clears throat> I agree with them. Because mm-hmm. they made valid points. You're not doing shit with us. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do anything with us. Mm-hmm. You go use us as fodder to the next champions. Mm-hmm. Y'all not letting us defend our belts at all. Nope. We don't have anything else going on. And then y'all still could have kept the other two. But WWE came out with a statement and said that they had an issue with two of the wrestlers in there because they felt like they were going to get hurt. Yeah. And that was what? What's her? Um, at um, Nikki Ash. Nikki, Nikki Ash and the Dip. Do drop. I almost said Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of fucked up that they honestly I don't want to make it like a it's the black women kind of thing because Tony Storm walked out a couple months ago and this is kind of the same thing you know doing shit with me not really giving me a chance and, she went to AEW. and then she went to AEW mm-hmm. she really didn't get blasted like that they were like oh man she was heroic for, you know she, she stood up for herself you know she won over she's making the best out of her situation to do for her whereas mm-hmm. on the other end it's like oh no y'all entitled y'all spoiled y'all ain't shit this that and the third and it's more so probably because of Sasha's history with the WWE and how she kind of has had her tiffs with management and not wanting to be there and she ain't been there for months or disappeared for months because uh, she had that lost at WrestleMania and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So now two of the top women in the division are MIA. 
Somebody had a meme with Jimmy Uso saying that he, he was just standing in the arena by himself waiting on his ride and shit. I said, Corey Graves, well, not me, Sam said Corey Graves better be on his best behavior because Jimmy ain't got shit to lose. Because he already had his DUIs and shit like that, so he ain't got shit else to lose. Like, he ain't, ain't shit to whoop a ass. <laughs> but I just thought that was kind of messed up the, the way they're presenting it mm-hmm. to people. Again, if it's some semblance of the truth for what the Twitter guy said. Again, WWE is just phasing it as they're unprofessional, this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going to happen next. But I would not be surprised to see Sasha show up on AEW. I don't know about Naomi because you got the whole bloodline thing. But she's still like under contract, though, right? Everybody yeah, are. but they release cats all the time. They're not releasing, they're not releasing Sasha. Yeah, that's stupid. Bro. They want to release Mustafa Ali. They ain't releasing Sasha. Bro. You know what? You got a point. Yo. Because <laughs> that motherfucker was out here that said, fuck WWE damn near. But Sasha and Jade, though? Boy. That'd, that'd be cold. Put her with uh, they stable over yeah, there? That'd be cold. The baddies? Ooh. And she already was part of the team bad in yeah, the first bro. place. That'd be cold. Ooh. But that's all speculation, though. So we'll kind of see is. how this story unfolds. But I. Uh, I wish them the best of luck. I really do because that mm-hmm. it's a shitty situation to be in. It but is. I understood y'all point if that's the point that y'all was making. There you have it. I like how he said tag team partners and ain't let you get a No, word but he kept going. Yeah, no, he, was, he was killing it though. That's why he was killing it. I should say. He I came can, in for the hot tag to finish I, it again. Exactly. I concur, bro. Alright, uh well that concludes the topic discussion portion of the show, so we can head right on into Tech Time Five. Five, four, three, two, one. Tech, tech top five. five. So which one of y'all got the uh, results or wants to tabulate? I can do a quick uh, one, two, three, four. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> last, last week's top five topic was uh, top five recreational sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I won. Did you? No, I'm just Because <laughs> I saw a bunch of C's. Uh, say that. I, I guess it's a bunch of D's even... all over the place, too. Hey. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you know. Because I got, right now, I started on IG, and I'm on Twitter. I don't even know what my list was. Anymore. Don't even worry about it, because you ain't lo- you ain't win. <laughs> so don't even worry about it. Uh, Let's see. And then D1 <laughs> on Twitter, too. So we up to uh there. Where paintball? I did. Yeah, that's C. C started. C started coming in. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate that. No, I was looking. I was asking the side of the list. Meh. Yeah, Facebook thought so too. Yeah, so I, D is the winner so far. But I'm getting on Facebook now. Facebook, we got. Let's see. We got D, then C, C, D, then we got D, C, C, C. D, two Bs. Hey, Sam, I'm going I'm to keep it real with you, fam. This ain't entertaining. Hey, uh, listen, listen. Uh, uh, we got another D. Count Dracula out hey, here. This all I'm going to say is I won. <laughs> I won. D won. The letter of the day type. The letter of the day is D. For defeating you motherfuckers, I got the win. Bam, bam, bam. Give it to me. Tomato, tomato. Give tomato. it to me. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Alright, uh, what do we say this week was? Oh, top yeah, five, yeah. top five list. So I need next week we are celebrating five. One, two, three, four, feel, feel. <laughs> five <laughs> years <laughs> of technical foul, our hey. anniversary show. Whew, five years, bro. So despite this week's robust uh response rate to the top five, we are discontinuing the top five 
on a as weekly. a weekly on a weekly basis um they will now be special occasion drafts for our holiday editions mm-hmm. um so to go out with a bang we figured we would rank our top five top five topics i'm not gonna lie because you just gonna be off the dome because we had a million of them this is five years worth of top fives mm-hmm. there was too many goddamn yeah. top fives to go through but i will say my favorites honestly were the holiday drafts because thanksgiving drafts would probably be I mean, Top I three. most of them, so it, I, But they were fun. I, were I based them good. off of, like, how fun they were yeah. and just, you know, the... They're real fun for me. Show <laughs> ass up. <laughs> um, so, number five. Five. <clears throat> Shit hell. I'm going to go with... We did Marvel characters at one point. I mean, I'm pretty sure we, you could just no, name right, topics. Right. Like, we so probably... We probably did when we did Marvel characters at number five. Yeah. Uh, number four... I'm gonna go with our shit Thanksgiving Day draft through four. <laughs> but wait, the number one would be the very first one. That's the one we had a crowd in uh, at, at Dutch Crib and shit like that, and everybody was kind of like, that shit was fun. That was our very first one, wasn't it? Oh. That's one of the two meets. Was that the two? <laughs> <laughs> that's the two I believe it was two and a half meets. Two and a half meets. <laughs> <laughs> definitely number one. No, y'all thinking of different meets conversations. Oh, hey, we didn't have so many meets, dog. <laughs> so many meet conversations in this girl. I'm sorry, Devil Eggs was the number one pick. Yeah, that, that was, was okay. Okay. that was the very first one. <laughs> that was the I think that was the first. Uh, so that would be my number one though. But the Thanksgiving Day drafts honestly are truly my favorite top fives that we've had. Cause I, like I said, I, I was looking at some of the lists and I'm like. I really enjoy when we have our drafts. And like I said, the Thanksgiving one is the one I really look forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't won one, as Eric will probably allude to again. But I mean, I don't know who won one or not. Like, I know I've won three. So. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Ken won one because he had the meats. And Deuce got one. He sure did. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Uh, I'm also going off the top of the dome. Uh, so at five, let's go with Marvel movies. Okay. It illuminated a lot. Uh, well, for me, it showed like how much y'all did not fuck with the movies I fuck with, and how much <laughs> I ain't fuck with the movies y'all fucked with. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, four was the um, it was like the dinner party. Yeah, oh, yeah that was when Ken went OJ. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. Damn, I, would, I ain't gonna take it though. That's I have OJ one. and Mike Tyson. We like, bro, you trying to get <laughs> fucked up? Hey, bro. Did you have Malcolm X there too? Oh no, you had Malcolm, didn't you? I don't know. One, I think you had. I might have Malcolm X. I'm too. almost sure you had Malcolm. Oh, my list was solid though. <laughs> you, I think you won that one too. I, did, I should <laughs> have. Did. I should have. I still, OJ hit me up. No, I'm pretty sure I won that one because I had women on my list. It's possible. I don't remember if I had Liz or if I had Skylar Diggins. I know I had a woman's basketball player. Um, it's probably Skylar Diggins. Um, three. Like, I have my top two. I just don't know what three is. Uh, I'm uh, This is a Tim-ass list. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with WrestleManias. Okay. Uh, and then two, I've got the podcast festival list. Where we ranked the top five basketball players of all time. That was fun. I got my oh, give yeah. it to me from the crowd and shit. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, and then number one, of course, is the first Thanksgiving draft. 
like <laughs> deviled eggs and potato salad. It was something else, mayonnaise. It was just yeah, like, hella oh, mayo. What are you doing? Hella mayo on this plate. It wasn't. I don't That's a classic. Was it potato? It might have been potato salad because you had all the mayo. <laughs> you had all the mayo, Tim. Had, I mean, Ken had all the meat. Man, that's a good time. All right. Um, I got like eight on my short list here. Let's see. Uh, number five. I also realized a lot of my favorites were music related, but number five, I'm going fictional athletes because Air Bud will always be. <laughs> the GOAT, bro. Buddy was the GOAT. will always be funny to me. Air Bud. He could do everything. Any no, sport. That guy on the and his kids was cold, cold too. Bro. That guy on the retriever was cold. Uh, number four, I'm going with the Black Dinner Party mm-hmm. draft. Number three, I'm going with Hip Hop Karaoke. Hip Hop Anonymous. I thought that was a very creative one, but you was on with Hip Hop's on, you would do a karaoke. I don't remember. Um, I don't number. Remember. I can't remember Hip Hop. Hip Hop Karaoke was hard. Um, have to run that back. I just was looking at the list. That one, well, like that, was a great idea. We probably could run that one back for the next one. <laughs> uh, one one list had Rick Ross hustling, Jay Z and Kanye, niggas in Paris, Tupac and Dr. Dre, California Love, UGK and Outkast, International Players Anthem. Lit. Is that my list? And Jay Z, oh, it's my list. <laughs> Lit. Is that my list, Big Pimp? I'm pretty sure I would have Big Pimp at number one. That was the first rap song that I, I knew. I feel like all those air. songs are like, like me. All, I knew all the words. That I mean, it could be one. like we have some. Then we got, we got California Love on one, Juicy in the Club, Umbrella, Hotline Bling. That definitely ain't my list. Mm-hmm. And I, that sound like that's that's not like my list. God damn, what? <laughs> that do sound like my list, though. Who's doing Umbrella, fam? Me? What you mean? <laughs> oh, no. Ella, that, I Ella, think, hey. Eric, I think that was your list. That was the first one. Oh. The first one was me? I'm no, the second sure. one with Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rihanna the umbrella. Because this was this was my list. Doc, uh, nothing but a G thing, and then like a pimp, David Banner, Bodak Yellow, International Players Anthem, and How You Ride. Yeah, I'm definitely. curious as to what the hell I said then. <laughs> I'm thinking this one is yours. Yeah, uh, independent, trip. some <laughs> cut. Yep. <laughs> Roses, mm-hmm. effing problems, International Players. Like boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number two is going to be remixes yeah. better than the original because that required like that a lot too. of research and yeah. that was so fun to do. And then uh, number one is the Thanksgiving draft, the very first one. Yeah, that shit was a classic, bro. That's a classic. I'm gonna have to like find that episode because I want to listen to it. Oh, crowd in there and shit. Like I, I think I was listening to that. Camille, you was listening to that one recently, weren't you? Man, I'll be listening to. Uh, our old stuff probably more often than y'all would imagine. I'll be sitting here cracking up going down memory lane, thinking about them days in Dooch, uh, second bedroom. Oh, no. Kicking it. Didn't we do, didn't we do a Drake one? Oh, we did. We did Drake features. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that, that's on my... Okay. Alright, so uh, my number five would be Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, uh, top Marvel uh, characters. Mm-hmm. I know we did that. Um, three, I'm gonna do top Drake uh, features. Mm-hmm. Um, two, um, top NBA players of all time. Mm-hmm. And then number one, gotta be the Thanksgiving draft. That is fair. By and the way, you have it. The episode with the very first Thanksgiving draft is episode 26, Pass the Peas. <laughs> Pass the Peas. <laughs> like 26. 
yeah, I, I, like, go back and listen I was to just it. scrolling through like our old just the topic uh just the titles of the episodes. It was like a team full of Tims. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh some of the Olympic team. <laughs> Airbud, uh the the Baca twins activated, which is appropriate for this show. Um well, I mean Tim, yeah. I'm the tech. Dilly Dilly. Remember when Tim was saying Dilly Dilly? <laughs> yeah. At the end of every show. <laughs> dilly Dilly. Yeah. The, the team goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the context for that one. What oh, was we had, CYT? We, we had Seth. Huh? What was the button? What was CYT? We said the acronym will make sense in the end. CYT. Mm. Shit, I don't know. Check your tits. <laughs> oh, really? This nigga. Sure. Probably. It probably, it probably was. <laughs> something to do with titties. Or, or call me a tits. Or call me a tits. That's call what it Because you're, you're a co-worker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is what. Oh. That's it was totally tits and call yeah. me tits. Totally tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, we should do. Hey, next week, we should just kind of go through. Shit. Shit, we should do tech, uh, our top five titles for the shows. Ne- I think mm-hmm. we've done that. We've done that one before. Um, I would love to do a clip show. We got it somehow. That's a lot. I was gonna say. I know it's a lot, but we. Well, listen, if, if we split it up, we could probably make it happen. I want to do that. Whew. Whew. We got two fifty to go through. You gotta everybody <laughs> get uh. Wait, period <laughs> and oh, the. Period. And that the. shit was funny. What was, what was the one we did with the horses? It was butt naked. Uh, Mine was butt naked. Give it to me, butt naked. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> then she put us on the, as the damn jockeys on the damn cover. <laughs> Cheesing in the shit. Smiling hard as hell, bro. It's been some classic, Oh, man. Butt naked, give it to me. Butt naked, give it to me. They're neck and neck. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing about it, honestly, when I'm reading some of the titles, I remember the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, like, and place. (laughs) Yeah. Thought smack. Uh, That's when Eric was out here making noises. Oh, man. I'm going to also say it again. Episode episode 67, Welcome to the Party, is probably one of the greatest that episodes of Technical Foul. Wait, which one was it? Welcome to the Party. We kidnapped Eric. Welcome to the Party. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that one. Hell, yes. Listen that to that hilarious. one. That one was hilarious. I remember looking at it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes. I remember that. That was funny. Yes, that was funny. That's funny. <laughs> I think I'm at the party, guys. Hey, we was geeked. Hell yeah. yeah! That was fun. <laughs> we was geeked. Well, yeah, we, we got, so his geek, bro. <laughs> got his ass. Got his ass. We were so, we were so excited, bro. The <laughs> thing is, I was so pissed, but I couldn't be at the moment. <laughs> like, oh, fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> the party didn't allow it. <laughs> the party was lit. Yeah, it's been some classics, bro. Yeah, that's gonna be. That's that's. Gonna, we need to hire an intern for a clip. Yeah, hey, Mark. <laughs> too many. Mark, we need you. Uh, yeah, oh where shit, Mark. Man. At, bro, yeah, we need you know Mark. What? We haven't seen. Well, we ain't been. We for the tweety. I mean, he ain't tweeted us in a minute either. No, he did recently. Where you been at? He said something recently. I know you listening. Anyway, Mark, tweet us when you get this message. Yeah, right. we got a time. <laughs> Make sure we. Hey, all right, bro. Well, 
one more title for y'all. Episode 115. Tim Smart as hell this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, Bogus is in. Yeah, he was pulling up accurate stats, bro. Charles pulling up accurate stats as hell, dude. Tim was like, I'm sick of y'all, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Close your mouth when you're talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So many, so many. Yeah, that that clip show may have to. Yeah, we definitely gotta do that, bro. Yeah, ninety nine is neck and neck. Okay, neck and neck. Ninety nine. The bees knees. Oh, the the bees knees. Knee slappers. No, I was so. No, I really didn't know bees. (laughs) (laughs) Bees really got knees. Bees really got knees. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, Oof. It's been a long time. Yeah, man, we definitely got to get that part. Yeah, we gonna we gonna have to. Yeah, next week episode, we might we might just have to reminisce mm. yeah, and just uh, just a uh, throwback episode. Oh yeah, man. Throwing hands with the dugout. That shit was fun. He beat the man, bro. My man's came out whooping ready to whoop everybody. <laughs> He's big as hell too. Oh shit, bro. Mm, mm. You know what? That would probably be funny. Like just uh, everybody just pick a clip. God damn! Yeah. No more bleeps was episode 121. Like I didn't realize we got. That oh, we got far. that far. Well, no, yeah. hey, shout out to you. Minute. 120 episodes of straight editing. <laughs> no, Fire, bro. No, Dude was over there like, yeah, it was that damn long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was I was ridiculous, bro. I know I was ridiculous. No more beeps. And then Seth hey, came hold on. on. Ain't nobody listening right now, anyway. So mm. hold on, wait. I'm gonna try to do this. Hey, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's wild. Damn, it's been a while. That it, we it's some... flying underwater. Hey, hey that w- shout out to Dion Waiters. I was gonna say who is Dion Waiters. How is hell that damn playing? Huh? What did you say? Could y'all hear the audio playing? No, playing. Oh no, we ain't hear nothing. Oh dang. Oh, you on your All phone? Right. You probably ain't gonna hear it. No, I was trying to say some about Ken share play. I was like, oh, we got to end up. So ain't nobody listening no more anyway. Oh, hold on. Did something pop up? No, no ain't nothing pop up, bro. Yeah. All right, but yeah, we well, are we'll next week. <clears throat> so that is the show for this week. Um, Camille usually starts this wrap up point. So like I'm throwing the whole thing off. But uh, still for the next month or so, your world champion Milwaukee Bucks burner on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> until the finals is over. Until, until a new champion is crowned, I'm still taking it. <laughs> That's fair. That's all you get. You damn right. Oh yeah, the order is all off. I'm Camille. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Um, <laughs> Camille Monet. No, whatever, man. Camille Monet. C A M. Camille Monet. C A M I L E M O N A E. Because your mom is fancy. My mom, yeah, yeah, there all you that. go. Don't uh, be flying day. underwater. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, everyday underscore gentleman. Shit. Everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. I swear we've been doing this for five uh, years. That K- don't sound K- like a <laughs> 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 On Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, Mr. Consistency, the number three, A-K-A, ass catch him, A-K-A, Mr. Give it to me. Boo. Tomato. <laughs> dilly dilly. Ha 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 
I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs>